It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. I got that herd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. The zombie year. Because the only way you can kill this damn year is January 1st, 2021. But in our hate, to say goodbye to this pandemic funeral pyre of a year, I've gathered together the three greatest people I've ever known that got me through this year, this and any other. Talk about the things we love the best and talk about the the things that despite what this year has taken from us, we're going to celebrate what this year has given us. And it's given me the gift of friendship, and it's given me the gift of these three wonderful people. Joining me as always, the greatest married couple on God's green earth of fellow wrestlers that I've ever known, Damian Dragon and Foxy Fox. How are you, folks? Thank you for joining us. And as always, Dan Calachico. Um, we're going to, um, wow. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, oh, I didn't want to overstate you, Dan. My, my channel, bitch. <laughs> we can't have a show without you. I, I'm, I'm humble and private, not on the cameras. <laughs> He's humble and lovable like the shoeshine boy, uh, secret identity of, uh, underdog. I wow. hope you're enjoying the new graphics for this, uh, nerd herder show that we all post for and had a cartoonist draw us all individually. Yeah. Post for, I scream a lot, so David was like, he screams. And capture him in his natural habitat. That was the one image I was solid on. I was like, Dan's going to be screaming. <laughs> that was the one image I knew was going to be, I was like, Dan's screaming. There's only one I'm not going to argue about. Mm-hmm. And so while uh, uh, Damien lights up a heater, um, and uh, Foxy looks on approvingly, uh, we're going to dive right into uh, the blood. You know, it's that time of the month, so we're cursed. It's Shark Week. It's uh, We're blood all around, so 
Uh, you, our listening audience, will be our tampon to sop up all this nerdy goodness. Okay, we have a record crowd joining us today. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, for those tuning in for the first time, welcome. And for those coming back, because this is our year-end special, welcome back. So, mm-hmm. The show is ours. The show is yours. Go, Dan. Let's just say, uh, to end the year, everybody's showing up, and I just want to shout everybody else out. Uh, Sheldon's mama says, Craig, that's awesome. John needs that mask. Uh, Chucky Dambala. Santiago. Uh, yeah. Greece, that you're the greatest couple in the, on earth. And oh. uh, Lauren Garcia says, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. Yeah, too late. <laughs> well, that's right out. <laughs> Just catch it up. We're good. All right, awesome. So as I mentioned, yeah, we're gonna couple small little news tidbits. They're really quick little, little ones, and then we're gonna shoot the shit about 2020 like we always do. All right, and I got a good, I got, I got a good WTF for tonight. I got a really good WTF for tonight. Mm, okay. You guys are gonna love this one. All right, so starting out, the news uh, bits was. Disney Plus dropping the um, trailer for all the new programs coming out. The slew of Star Wars programs. New Big Hero 6 animated series. Um, the duck, um, the Mighty Ducks of, like, spin-off show with, being directed by Emilio Estevez. Like, Emilio. it was just like, one, Emilio. We haven't done that one in years. Emilio. Like, it was just one after another, after another, after another. And it's, it's like, hard to, like, pinpoint which ones to be amped about <laughs> it's like holy smokes like what the hell like they just dropped the bombshell with everything they had coming out with that okay so i'm sure you guys are excited about that anything particular out of those programs you guys are most looking forward to even though i can already tell dan is, is amped for the mighty Ducks. i don't care at all about hockey don't give a shit <laughs> yeah okay. uh, no, here's here's the only thing i'm going to complain complain about uh, is if I don't get to see that awesome logo they've come up with for the show in real life, I'm going to be really upset. Mm. I have to tell you, I'm going to be completely trans. I'm always transparent, so it doesn't matter. I, I say I'm way too transparent. Um, as much as I love that first movie, uh, the second one and the third one have aged poorly with me, but I'm fully committed to this show. As soon as I yeah. saw... Uh, really asked if I show up in the trailer. I was like, okay, oh, let's uh, give it to me now. I want I it like now. I like the second one better. Because you I liked, like, what's his name? No, because you like, what's his name? Uh, what, it has nothing to do with it, little me having the crush on that guy. It's was it, uh, Fulton, was it No, not Fulton. She, she liked the other Bash brother that they had introduced. <laughs> Especially oh. the one goes like this, and that's what she... I, I watched this girl. The things I like do not always have to do with me liking a certain male character. I <laughs> I, it just turns out that way. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Mighty Ducks 2 with her once. The first time we watched Mighty Ducks 2. I shit you not. Mind you, she's already a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Am I? For that time period. And then the part comes up, you know, of course, where he's in the penalty box and he takes the shirt off and he's like doing all of this stuff. And this grown woman here goes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> I did! Wow, okay. Alright, at least we know. So, so as a grown adult, that doesn't make it creepy at all that she's going crazy over a teenage boy who's muscular taking his shirt off. Dan's not editing any of this. Nope, keep it rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. 
Oh, well, I think the second one was better. Uh... Uh, oh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> well, that's over. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. We're cutting it short tonight. Good uh, domestic. And this has been another edition of How Can We Embarrass Foxy Foxy Make Her Cry in Tears. <laughs> well, more or less, and once again, how can Foxy Foxy embarrass herself more than anyone else? Not, not doing a thing, just letting her. You know, it was bad, too, when she, so the moment she started to try to cover it up, she was already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, there's a teenage boy taking his shirt off, but that's not the only reason I like the film. Okay, tell me, tell me another, tell us something else that happened in the movie. Oh, what else? Oh, there was, that was hockey. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie? I thought that was just a dream I had. I mean, that worked. She's right. They do play hockey quite often. Yeah, a little bit. Apparently, that was her version of Magic Mike before it came out. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord. Well, I'm, I'm the, I guess I'm the only one that's, that was excited about Disney Plus and the, Mar- the Marvel shows that were coming out. In 2021, <laughs> yeah, there are other TV and, mo- and movie content on Disney. There right? are. In case you didn't know, yes, I know. I know it's easy to say it's a Mighty Duck channel, but yes, Disney Plus has indeed other things that are uh, that we have to look forward to in 2021 besides uh, half-naked teenagers. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, obviously. WandaVision looks really good. No, WandaVision definitely. I'm not a big Wanda and Vision fan, but the show looks really good and interesting. Yeah, well, that's the thing about Marvel, being a fan of Marvel, uh, Fox and Dane. You don't have to be a, a fan of the actual show or the actual or the characters because the stories are so good, they'll pull you in. I can't count the number of people that never were never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, didn't know what they were, and now can't have enough of them. Same thing with uh, the guy in your shirt, Dame Deadpool. People had no idea. You know how many people are hardcore Deadpool fans that three years ago had no idea what the hell it was or what the hell yeah. they were looking at? So that's what Marvel can do. And with uh, WandaVision and what the What If uh, cartoon series is really what's got my uh, piqued my interest because not only is it animated, but they have the voices of the original ca- – the, the stars doing the voices of their characters. Jeffrey Wright is the uh, narrator, and you can't go wrong. Anything with Jeffrey Wright is going to be outstanding. What If was one of my favorite comic book series uh, as a kid growing up, and the fact that it's all animated, which means they can do a whole lot of stuff that they couldn't do live action-wise. Uh, mm. Very excited. Um, and obviously- Well, I'm glad you mentioned the What If thing, because uh, one of the news I have it actually revolves around What If. Okay, mm-hmm. well, What If, I stop you for a second. Okay. Craig. As yeah. a comic book reader and nerd like us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to it, to it, was there any small part of you that, when seeing WandaVision, almost hoped that it would lead to like a House of M type story for the universe? Because I know I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, maybe, hopefully, I know it won't, but this would be so cool. Well, Fox, there's so many small parts of me, but uh, no, one of no. them <laughs> was uh, was actually no, but the the thing is. Until we see it, that's really uh, what's been hinted at, that this will open the door for when X-Men finally do show up. Mm-hmm. And because we, what we do know about the premise of WandaVision, that it takes place through different decades in TV history, in the 50s and 60s, 70s. This is Wanda manipulating reality. So just mm-hmm. like she did in House of M, if she can print, she can create things, she can take them away. And in one of these realities, we may find mutants. So 
this is has all the hallmarks of them. So while I have a small part of me, while you have a small part of you, think that if I have a big part of me, but you can't see because it's below camera, that thinks that this is going to, this will be a a low key House of M startup. Yeah. Uh, because all these all these shows, uh, WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, and Loki, they're all setting up for the movies, so they're all tied in. So um, this will, yes. So I'm. This is a. This is how they're going to introduce mutants. Wanda Vision is going to be our gateway. Is our gateway drug into X Men addiction. Yay! 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 And Loki. And Loki. Yeah, Loki looks good too. God, I can't wait for that one. Mm-hmm. But uh. So with the what if thing, you'll and and Craig, I picked this one out specifically for you. I know you're gonna love this. Um, Chadwick Boseman actually did record voice record for a couple of uh, he did voice record a couple of episodes already mm-hmm. for the what if series. Yeah. And one of them actually is his character of, of the Black Panther being picked Cal. up and taken. And, to, and becoming Star Lord instead of becoming Black Panther. Right. But yes, Chadwick Boseman does voice his own character in What If, which is was like phenomenal news to hear, and a nice like little last bit of him and everything. Yeah, I know that he uh, he recorded that in between um, uh, the Five Bloods and uh, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom, which is currently on Netflix. But yeah, it, another great story. What if uh, Yandu, instead of picking up a young Peter Quill, kidnapped the young T'Challa uh, in Wakanda, and he became Star Lord? Uh, a fascinating mm-hmm. uh, bit. Um, I, I, I heard that I, obviously, anytime I talk about Chadwick, I get choked up because he was my my WTF of of 2020. But uh, I'm yeah. so glad that he got to. Uh, we, we're going to get that one last part of him. In the Marvel universe, uh, that he that he's always going to be a part of. So that's that's great news. Absolutely. Now, also sticking with the Disney Plus Marvel stuff, uh, really quick, so we can kind of keep a flow going here. Uh, there's been a little bit more information on the She-Hulk show. Uh, Kevin Feige um, announced that the show is actually going to be a little bit different than anything else done with the Marvel uh, shows slash movie. Yeah. The She-Hulk uh, show will actually be a half-hour legal comedy show. Like Night Court? Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, it's a half-hour legal comedy sitcom. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Interesting, yes. Um, <laughs> how much they can get into in half an hour. And I know that uh, Mark Ruffalo and, uh, and uh, Tim Roth are going to be guest-starring as the Hulk and Abomination, respectively. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. that, to see how they work the abomination into a night court like a legal comedy series. Can't wait to see him, can't wait to see him up on the stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that so yes yeah, so that's everything from the Disney uh, Plus front. Okay. Um, and uh, now I'm just, moving to, I just want to say oh, that Deviant Rob said hello. Uh, hey, Damian and Ronnie, love you guys. Uh, uh, Danny also said that I thought he did so much footage that they have enough for Black Panther 2 and they're no recasting. That I, I have never heard that. But they did uh, say they're not recasting. They're not yeah. recasting, but it's not it's got nothing to do with footage. It's just that they're letting that character go. That's done. Uh, they don't feel the need to 
I think Craig's got some info on that. Please do. Uh, Black Panther 2 is – Ryan Coogler is going to direct it again just like he did the first one. And he said Black Panther 2 was just going to be a celebration of uh, the the technology of Wakanda, and it's going to focus more on uh, Shuri, uh, Black Panther's sister. I don't think they're right now. They're not going to recast. If they do, I'm not. It's not. It's okay. I think I. Part of me thinks they should recast um, because Black Panther. Really? Because he plays such a big part in the Marvel universe going forward, and and so and we've had how many Batman's? We've had how many Jokers? We've had how many Tarzans? We've had how many Dracula's? We've had how many Sherlock Holmes? If we have another Black Panther, even as one as as iconic as Chadwick's well, Chadwick's was in just the one role, if they're recasted it won't be, it's not going to kill the franchise it's just going to move it forward and if they don't, if they give it to Shuri if she's a new Black Panther as long as it continues yeah. there's nothing wrong with it I want Ironheart I, I, so bad Yeah, I know, it should happen well, the, that is going to be a Marvel series, Ironheart, it's just not going to yeah. be Black Panther's sister oh Oh, is it going to be uh, Riki? Yeah, Riri. Yeah. Riri, sorry. Yes, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I was kind of hoping that they would work that in there, but okay. I, I'm, I'm down. No. We're, not that I have a choice, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're down, Dan. Well, moving on with our news. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into some uh, movie news. Uh, There's been finally like a – it's a tiny tidbit, but it's something. A lot of us have been waiting for – a really good Dungeons and Dragons movie. Have we? Uh, we have. We have. I, I, I know, I know somebody's been waiting for a Dungeons and Dragons movie. I didn't get that memo. Yeah, the Dungeons okay. and Dragons movie. Uh, it's been you know talked about that was in the works for a long, long, long time and everything. But they have finally announced a casting for it. Okay. Uh, and right now, since his stock is on the rise once again, uh, Chris Pine is the first one announced for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. His stock is on the rise. Well, the Wonder Woman's movie. <laughs> Yeah. Because after the Star Trek, him leaving, like, things kind of falter, but with Wonder Woman, it seems to have kicked them back ah, up again. Fuck that. Did he leave Star Trek? <laughs> wow. Yeah. He left Star Trek? Trek? Him and Nemsworth. Both of them. Yeah, they left up at the same time. Uh, cancel. Uh, that's it. Cancel it. Okay. Cancel. Yeah, it was a while ago. Like, when no, they were Star moving forward with Star Trek, Can- they, 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 nope, they both it. bowed out. Nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, him and Hemsworth both bowed out of the uh, Star Trek movies. We have a Star Trek and without Chris's? Like, wow. He didn't like the script or something like that. Okay, but but a uh, real quick, Dave is is Dungeons and Dragons is this based on the game or is it based on the awesome Saturday morning cartoon series? They haven't clarified that. They okay. haven't clarified okay. that. You you don't you dare man. don't don't, don't, don't you. you don't you. I'm not allowed to take a crap on the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon series. No, no, no you're no, not. You are not. No, you are no, not. not. Mm-mm. No. Actually. The Christmas, my Christmas stocking, I had mystery boxes, and she got me the the Dungeons and Dragons mystery boxes with the characters. I got the little barbarian kid. I mean, I, I mean, uh, Dungeons and well, Dragons voice, is yeah. fine, fine. That cartoon can rot in hell is all I get. Voiced by Adam, the, the little caveman voiced by Adam Rich. Well, Adam yeah, Rich sucked in the show. The show is terrible. I've seen it. It's bad. Uh, voiced by Donnie Moe, who was Ralph Mouth. Well, but mostly don't. didn't show up for the voice acting. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. kidding. This show is not good. <laughs> I, uh, I need something better, is what I'm saying. I need some, it deserves hey. better. Moving on. Moving okay. on. I got the clue. I get the clue. Okay. All right. Dem's fighting right. words. 
All right, now. Moving on. I'm afraid of Veronica more than anybody. Yeah, there you should be. We all. Uh, Moving on. Sonic 2. There's been an announcement about Sonic 2 because after the fans saved Sonic 1 and it turned out to be such a damn good movie, Mm -hmm. Sonic 2 has announced that appearing in Sonic 2 will be Knuckles. Knuckles will be in Sonic 2. Uh, Knuckles before Tails? I know you want Tails. tails. But hey, the fact that they've announced Knuckles is a possibility. So okay. Knuckles will in fact be in Sonic 2. I'm kind of amped about it because I love Knuckles. I, I, if they do put Tails in the movie, can he always be about five feet behind Sonic and always holding up the rest of the movie? <laughs> wow. It's bitter, Dan, ladies and gentlemen. Well, listen, I love – listen, listen. I wasted a lot of time on that goddamn game with Tails sitting all the way back there when I was trying to go forward and drown because of that motherfucker. I'm bitter. <laughs> Did you just look like Baby New Year at the beginning of the year? Because you are totally embodying 2020. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I, that is my favorite Sonic game is Sonic 2. I love that game, but I have nightmares of trying to go further in the game and Tails being all the way back there, him dying off screen. I'm like, uh, he messes you up, yeah. Not help. You're not helping. You're not helping me. Live, damn it! <laughs> wow. All right. I, I think Foxy's going to kill me, so I'm going to stop talking the rest <laughs> no, of this episode. No, no, no. I, I, I purely like Tails because of the aesthetic, to be perfectly honest with you, with the fox. I mean, Foxy is a fox. Yeah. Well, I, but I love Tails, but t- Foxy, you don't die every <laughs> five minutes. You just kill people. You just kill people. You've seen me play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm on fire and dead every five minutes. Yeah, but you're, oh, well, never mind. I don't know how she does it, but somehow she manages to set herself on fire even every in, time in even that in game. Even Valhalla. The first thing I did when I started playing Valhalla, somehow I managed to set my character on fire. Danny, Danny I haven't seen Sonic yet, so thank you for that. No, I don't have to. <laughs> Actually, no, you do. I, no, no I, I will, but it was spoiled. I, I was spoiled. No, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> well, also in move. Well, this is actually back to showcast news. Then uh, this this was like really uh, big. The, the uh, Game of Thrones spinoff show, House of Dragons, has in fact casted Matt Smith of the Doctor Who fandom into the show. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was like a big casting announcement in terms of uh, in terms of the Game of Thrones finish show, and you're not feeling it, right? <laughs> you okay, Fox. Was it my face? Did I give it away? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing against the actor. This is not against the actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just what I feel bring brought Game of Thrones a lot of success, unknowing success, mm-hmm. as well as a couple other shows, is the fact that you get a bunch of unknown actors. Right. Put a known actor in, there are expectations already set for the show Mm -hmm. that might not reach the expectations of the showrunners, of the content, of the audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't like, I I don't like the idea that they put a known actor in it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Like, he's nothing against the guy at all, you know. But Mm -hmm. especially with the fact that there's already a lot riding on the Game of Thrones spinoff to begin with, yeah. Like the pressure is on. So Well and I think that's why they cast him because Matt Smith already has a built in audience. So and we don't know how big a, a role he's going to have. He just may be the cast to get people to get the audience around to watch. 
and the unknown actors that we crave that made Game of Thrones Game of Thrones may be the actual stars of the show. No, it's too He might get killed <laughs> off in the first two yeah, three episodes. I was about to say that, like, this is Game of Thrones. He might die in the first episode. Exactly. He might die in the very first episode. You know what? I, I sit I, I'm just saying with that show that I've been begging Foxy to watch, there's, you know, with all the trailers, you see a certain somebody in it, and it's like, oh, oh, he's, oh, oh, he's gone? Oh, oh okay. Okay, well, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, never mind. Uh, Destroy the Brain uh, said, man, Dragon, Foxy, and Craig in one stream, I can't handle this. I'm glad I'm here. Man, <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves you, too. Yes. Come on now. All right, well, moving on, moving on. Okay, now here's an interesting one. Okay, so Seth MacFarlane um, had oh, announced yeah. that he's going to be producing the uh, reboot of Revenge of the Nerds. Now, mm-hmm. we had a conversation about this, and I'm going to get into that in a second. I'm going to get into that right now. So basically, and it's, it's basically going to entail exactly what you brought up about Revenge of the Nerds. So some of us are like, hey, yay, but then some of us start thinking about it go, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I bring up the hold on or no? No, you can't. I gotta hold on on the hold on. You gotta on. hold on and hold on. Hold on. Lead, hold on. lead into your hold on. So hold on. <laughs> right now, right now? Right now, right now. <laughs> okay. The original film uh, has not really aged well with the times and has been criticized in recent years for several reasons, including depictions of rape. Uh, this new film will not be a remake of the original. It will be a contemporary reimagining that will pontificate upon today's nerd culture and what even constitutes a geek in the 21st century. Okay, well, okay. that's all wrong already because there's a distinct difference between nerd, geek, dork, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. There are different hierarchies to the nerd culture here. Okay? Oh, this is very true. There's a very different hierarchy to this. But, yeah, I did mention how this the movie did not age well no. at all. How, you know... Because he mentioned it, and all I said was, oh, oh, yeah, because, you know, putting on a mask and having sex with your arch nemesis's girlfriend while she thinks it's the other dude totally is going to win you over a girlfriend for the, and then an eventual wife in the next, you know, sequels or whatever. You know, panty rating. Yeah. Totally cool. Let's, yeah, yeah let's, let's. Good for the times, funny for the times. Times have changed. But it hasn't aged. It was wrong back then, but... Yeah. It's way wrong now. Way wrong now. I think... Oh, go ahead, Craig. I was just going to end the misogynistic storytelling of um, her falling in love with the guy that just unknowingly had sex with her. He goes, I'm in love with a nerd. It's like, really? That's all it takes? Just to... No, it guy. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's... That really shouldn't happen like that, but go ahead, Dan. I was just – I was going to add on to the kind of what you were saying and just say there's not much in the 80s that ages well. No. There's not much. Not a lot, uh, movie-wise. Except break dancing, but that's for the end of the show. That's for the end of the show. Yeah. Yes. yes. I said not much, not all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like there's even uh, – and I know Damien will not agree, but there are parts of – Ghostbusters that I could go. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, how much currency did you bring, Doc? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Man. I'm just saying, he's real forceful. Gotcha. And my, I, just, I just have to, as, as the chick on the show, I, I was going to say the only one was hit. You? No. Yeah. <laughs> chick on the show. Get a, get a dodgeball mm-hmm. team, girl. I am. As a yeah. chick on the show. Man. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, 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 I must reiterate this point that it, it's not a matter of, you know, women or just a collective group of people looking at these old things going, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. No. these A, a lot of the things done in cartoons and movies back in the day were always considered wrong and taboo and looked at with those same eyes like yo that's a little fucked up the thing is is back then there wasn't much of a platform for people to say all right this is messed up and it needs to change that's the big difference right now there is the platform to make those things different and to make (laughs) it more equal for all genders all sexes races etc so that's the big difference because if we had these platforms back when say revenge of the nerds came out or even something along the lines of 16 candles mm-hmm. shit still would have went down so again this is not this is not some new age feminist approach this is not some you know big lgbtq war against movies or anything of those natures this is literally just people saying it was fucked up then it's fucked up now <laughs> fix it now because we couldn't fix it then I, I'm so glad you said that because – and I, I'm so glad that you and I have talked privately about certain things that we're talking about on Twitter on purpose now. Um, I said that. I'm not going to – Pacific's the ocean. Uh, Pacific. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember. I'm, oh, thanks, Rob. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to get into specifics, but – looking at certain people in power and replies to certain things that are said and, oh, you're just a bunch of pussies now. We kind of said this stuff all the time and all of a sudden it's not a problem. And I was always interjecting with, it was always a problem. We're just not letting you do it anymore. Uh-huh. You were, exactly. it was. Uh, it's, like the, it's the Confederate statute all over. Yeah, it's like the Confederate. There, that, yes, that's basically what I was speaking about. Like, why is it a problem now? I was like, no, it was always a problem. I don't. It's Jim Crow. Hello. Anyway, uh, one of the things, it, even I'm still, I'm 37. I'm still learning. We were talking, Foxy. You've seen the HIC podcast about accountability, and and, and uh-huh. Damien, uh, you were in wrestling, and you know how people can be and fickle and forget shit that happened. And go, no, it's fine. Um. And I was mentioning accountability and being better. And the thing is, is I I say that all the time. It's like you you just kind of stamped out and quieted down people that had problems with these things. Mm-hmm. And now that Twitter and YouTube and other free broadcasting platforms exist, it's impossible for you to be a bully anymore. And I'm not trying to throw around the bully. But it is the way where it's like, well, my way is the way it is. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, it's not. And I'm not saying erase these movies, cancel these movies. They should never be seen again. It is a product of their time, quote, unquote. I'm saying we can be better. It is okay to evolve. I don't know if you know this. To steal a line from Bill Hicks, evolving didn't end with us growing opposable thumbs. These, gotcha. these these movies or TV shows or cartoons and whatnot, they serve as history. And what is the biggest thing you learn from history? <clears throat> not to repeat you it. Not to repeat it, not to do it again. You know, and, and again, it, it's all a matter of, of platforms. Had had an actual nerd 
that an actual nerd person stood up and said about Revenge of the Nerds, that's not what we're like. This is fucked up. You know what would have done? Shut the fuck up and let just let us do our job. And they would have just done their job. Yeah. Same thing with women. That portrays rape. I don't think you can uh, shut the fuck up and you would still do it. But now, we don't mm. shut the fuck up. Nobody oh, no. shuts the fuck up when it's, nope. a, when it's a terrible, terrible portrayal of someone else's character. And I don't mean that like a, like a written character, like a, you know, personality mm-hmm. trait. You know what I mean. Yeah. I was so eloquent a few minutes ago. and then <laughs> Can I have my coffee? Yes, you. <laughs> right. Please Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be back with the last little bit of news bits, and then we'll get into everything. i got to make coffee. Oh. Yes, make coffee. <laughs> We're here to carry on. Uh, with, uh, I was going to call it Craigslist, but that sounds so made up. God damn so, it, Craigslist. <laughs> damn it, Craigslist. I mean, where, where, come on. Where did I get something from? Yeah, Son of a bitch, Craig. It sounds so bad. So, Damien, go, uh, continue, please. Where are you going? All right, okay. So, we're going to close out um, the news tidbits, and then I'm going to leave us with the WTF. So, unfortunately, this is going to come down just a, just a little bit for a moment. Uh, unfortunately, today uh, marked the loss of not one, but two iconic celebrities uh, in um, Shabadoo from the Breakin' series, mm-hmm. uh, well-known breakdancer and choreographer of the 80s, with so much stuff, but obviously predominantly known from the Breakin' movies and everything like that. That was really sad, and I, I kind of read the article, like, apparently he was sick for a while, and then yesterday, via his own page, he literally had posted a picture of him in bed smiling, he's like, hey, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling wonderful, thank you for the love and support, and unfortunately, we were hit with the news today, uh, so that was very, um, that was very, very saddening, obviously. Also, we lost Ginger from, no. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Ginger, um, Mary, yeah, Mary, 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 Mary Ann, from Gilligan's Island, and that hurts because she was like, you know, I was young, but she was my favorite out of the two. I loved Marianne, and I thought she was prettier than Ginger and everything like that. Uh, and unfortunately, sadly, fuck you, COVID, because that one actually was COVID-related. Like, yeah. she actually did pass away from COVID-19. Um, then, uh, obviously, um, earlier this week, the big, big bombshell news in the wrestling community was, in fact, uh, the passing of Brody Lee. Uh, personal experience in my indie career, uh, I, I think I only crossed paths with him like once or twice, uh, but those two occasions alone, like just a tremendous impression uh, left upon me. Very, very cool, down-to-earth guy, super nice, super funny, and everything like that, so it's um, deeply, deeply saddening. Um, now, related with the net, like WWE took some heat, for what they did or what they lacked of what they did on Monday, but there was actually a reason for it, and WWE had put it out, and I actually found this very classy. They said the reason why that they said one day I have put something together for him that were they were either going to debut tonight or uh, for SmackDown. The reason why they didn't do it on Monday was because out of respect to AEW, since he was their employee, he wanted them to do their tribute first. Mm-hmm. They wanted AEW to have their tribute first for him because they felt that was the right thing to do uh, instead of making it look like being about them and stealing their limelight and being, hey, he was, no, they, they were like, look, he was an AEW guy and let's let them have their moment um, to show their respects and, and their grief and everything like that. Um, on the AEW front, at first, a lot of people were not really in a bad way, but they were like, huh? But AEW is really... Showing a lot of heart 
uh, in terms of love and caring in this, which I uh, everybody's commending them for, is they've actually signed Brody Lee Jr. to a contract for when the company uh, gets old enough to be part of the roster and the Lord willing, the company be around. But the bigger scope and reasoning behind that is because the company as a whole uh, wants to make sure his family is taken care of from here on out uh, and everything like that. And I just, that was like tremendous. Uh, the day after uh, Brody's passing, Jim Ross took his son out to uh, spend the whole day with his son at a football game and everything. And they've really come together uh, for him and everything like that. And uh, Rob Beers said he watched the beginning of it. He said, you know, obviously the whole the whole crew was out there. Uh, COVID, you know, was not even – they were just like they were all out there. He said he shed a lot of tears during the 10. But, also, but no, AEW is really stepping up to make sure Brody Lee's family is uh, taken care of. Uh, and like that very um, beloved. I saw uh, a Twitter post by um, another old friend, John Silver, uh, and like that, oh, who I wrestled with. And um, John had posted how, like, when th- him and uh, Alex were brought to AEW and part of the his whole thing with him, how he didn't have money for gear. And Brody, like, used his gear maker and spent over $1,000 for John Silver's full gear, entrance coat, and everything without even asking for a penny back. And this was, a, you know, this was a, just a tremendous, tremendous individual and uh, definitely a big, big saddling loss. Uh, not just to wrestling, but just in general. You know, this guy was a, an amazing husband, friend to those, and just, again, super nice and everything like that. So that's definitely a, a big hard hit. Uh, but, again, for those that were trying to remount WWE for the, their, their lackluster tribute, um, stay tuned. They will have one. Thing, but I guess out of respect, they wanted AEW to do this first. I, everybody's got to take a step back here. You know, the jump in the gun stuff uh, – it's the end of the year. I, I am not a WWE apologist. Never have been. I've got that label. You're out of your mind, folks. But okay. Um, I'm the one that was like, Sting's never going to win in WWE. And look who was right. Uh, Real Amigo, hello. How you doing? You, you came in a somber moment, but uh, I hope you stay and listen to the rest of the show. Thank you. Uh, here is my point. Uh, I mentioned it off air last night, and I'm going to tiptoe it through it this time. Everybody here in the room knows who Bruce Mitchell is. Um, I assume Bruce Mitchell has been writing, writing for the PW Torch for – he's been a wrestling com, uh, um, journalist for 30 years. Well, not anymore. Um, wrote this scathing article when he came out when, – when it came out that he passed about a cover-up and that the family might have been lying and that the company was making the family lie, that it was – it probably might have been COVID-related even though they said it was. Just this really terribly timed thing. Questions that you could ask, I don't know, Bruce, in two or three fucking weeks. Cut to the chase, uh, his karma came back to him already. But my point was, everybody who was, he's been fired, uh, he's deleted his Twitter, he's gone. Just, he doubled and tri- It wasn't that he put the article out, it was that, that they were like, okay, we're taking the article down, then he triple, quadruple, quadruple, triple. Uh, double dog, double down, whatever. He just kept doubling down on it. Then the wife, uh, his wife, and I forgot her name, uh, um, Mrs. Huber, uh, posted something about it and how hurt she was. And that was when the game was up. But to Bruce and everybody crapping on the WWE, and every, this happened at the end of the year where people were taken off, when stuff was in the can, recorded, produced, 
already ready to go. My God, the I need it now, I mean mine, it, it needs to happen now attitude people have. Stop it. Hasn't 2020 taught you enough that perhaps to pull it back a few gears and to slow shit down? Tomorrow's not guaranteed, folks. I don't know what else needs to happen in the world for you to get that fact into your thick skulls. Chill out. The man just pe- passed away. Show and some goddamn why, respect. This is why the aliens aren't coming this month. Oh, they're going to fuck these guys. They were supposed to. They were supposed to. We're not ready. If anybody thinks that I'm crazy, just remember this. Yeah. Good night, my love. Uh, yes, Wish real mommy eagle. Bruce needs a whole pineapple up his ass to tell him that. Yes. Good night. Wish everybody say happy happy new year. Happy new year. Good night. Happy new year. Good night. I know you wanted to say it, but guess what? Mommy <laughs> said no, and Mama's the boss. <laughs> now go make me some coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we we talked about it uh, yesterday on our on Dan and our's other podcast um, about the passing of uh, of John Huber, um, great guy. And AEW did an amazing job. Um, it's on right now as we're speaking, as we're recording this live. AEW is on in the background at, at my place. Um, but there was several testimonials by other uh, people, um, Arn Anderson, John Moxley. And they're showing actual photos of the kids. And spoiler alert: um, AEW just got a new wrestler on their roster, and not the son of uh, John Huber, but uh, Brody Lee's old tag team partner, Eric Rowan, just showed up no! way on AEW uh, to make the save. And he's holding up a sign right now that says "Goodbye for now, my brother." Oh, okay. We, I, I'm out. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, it's you. You mentioned it uh, earlier, Dame. Uh, you only met the guy one time, and but that was enough uh, to know what a what a nice guy he was, what a great guy he was, what a funny guy he was, and at the same thing that every single professional wrestler that ever came in contact with John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper had to say, um, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, it's not often, and we were just talking about this. You think of the most beloved wrestlers in, that we've ever known, you know, Dusty, uh, Pat Patterson, Andre, maybe the most beloved wrestler of all time, but there were still some people that had some not-so-nice things to say about them. Uh, Luke Harper, John Huber, Brody Lee was someone who was never a mainstream star, but I can't – I don't know of another wrestler that every single person – had nothing but great things to say about him. I've not heard one negative word about this man at all, which in the sport of I mean, professional everybody wrestling. everybody posted over and over again. Yes. Becky Lynch posted over and over again. Everybody, it just it was nonstop for the whole week. Yeah, and and as professional wrestlers, you two know that's a very rare thing in this business, to have someone that could say that you can't, that no one has a bad word to say about, you know, and that's a testament mm-hmm. to him. Uh, and the love he had for the business, for the boys, and the and the love he had for his family, because apparently you could not know John Huber for any length of time without him mentioning his wife and his and his children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a absolutely. very sad loss. You mentioned uh, so, the two people we lost earlier today, two parts of my two big parts of my childhood. Uh, when TV was a babysitter, you know, when I came home from from school, I was the last key kid, so. First thing I did was turn on the TV, 
and every single day after school there was Gilligan's Island. And the most improbable show, you know, uh, about an island where everyone can visit but no one can leave, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But the most probable thing was you, you were either Ginger or Marianne. And, you know, and for more than often than that, everyone wanted to marry Ann. You know, nothing against Ginger. Uh, ironically, Tina Louise is the only member of that cast that's still alive, and she's the only one that wanted nothing to do with that show from the get-go. But uh, Mary Ann was the heart and soul of that show, and Dawn Wells was the living embodiment of the girl next door, someone that everyone wanted as a friend or just to know. And, you know, she's known for Gilligan's Island, but, I mean, she appeared on Bonanza, and she was on the Love Boat multiple times. She always kept that beautiful smile, those big eyes, that tan. She was always happy to meet fans no matter where it was. And if she said, I saw you in Gilligan's Island, didn't matter if she heard it a thousand times in one day, she still said thank you. She got it. She knew who she was. She knew what an icon, what an image she'd been for an entire generation of kids that grew up to be adults and then men, and then they showed their kids Gilligan's Island, and it's on and on and on. She, I mean, everyone wanted to marry a Marianne or have a girlfriend that was a Marianne. Um, but, and the thing is about Dawn Wells, she belonged to all of us. So we can all say that we, uh, our love for Marianne doesn't, doesn't stop. As far as uh, Shabadoo, Adolfo Quinones, uh, from Breakin', the Breakin' movies, Breakin', uh, to Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, which is like a, a punchline now. People put part Electric Boogaloo on everything. Like yeah. <laughs> Titanic 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the Queen yeah. 2, Electric Boogaloo. But as as much of a punchline as that is, when I went to go see that film in the theater, there was a line around the block, okay? This was the hottest ticket in 1984. So big that break, the, I mean, Breaking did for breakdancing what Saturday Night Fever did for disco. And it, it was everywhere. And it was a thing. It was in the Olympics that year, folks. The Summer Olympics opened with a whole bunch of breakdancers. And ironically, it's, it's an announced Olympic sport. Okay? The more things change, yada, yada. But Adolfo Quinones, not only was that, but he was part of the original group, dance group, The Lockers, that was on Soul Train, that was on Merv Griffin. That's where we got Fred Rerun Barry. He was an original member of the Lockers, along with Shabadoo oh. and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp, who were both in Breakin'. Okay, and they're dancing, both of their dancing went all way beyond just that. So not only did the Lockers give us Rerun and the Rerun dance, Adolfo Quinones and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp went on to do Breakin', and they just revolutionized just dancing as an art form. I was lucky enough to see them live at the Spectrum at the Fresh Fest in 1986. They were part of the supporting group along with the Fat Boys, Houdini, R.I.P. Ecstasy, Joe Fletcher, who also passed away last week, part of my favorite rap group of all time, and Run DMC. They had a, a stage set up in the middle of the Spectrum, and... Adolfo Quinones, Shabbat Du, and Michael Boogaloo Shrimp came out, and not only, everyone thought they were just going to start doing breakdancing, they took us through a whole history of dance. Remember that bullshit YouTube history of dance guy? That guy was a joke compared to these two, because these two, Michael Boogaloo Shrimp and Adolfo Quinones, started a whole history of dance. They danced. 
from the 40s, like the Nicholas Brothers, they were doing splits and jumping over each other and doing splits and coming back up, to dancing like James Brown, to dancing like Jackson 5, doing the robot, all in tandem, all the way up until the 80s to do the breakdancing pop and lock that we know of now. That did that all in one, on the stage at one time in a 10-minute set, the history of dance from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I've never seen anything like that before or since. So as much as you may poo-poo the 80s or say all oh, the, 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 the hair and the style of clothes, and you have every right to laugh at it, but Adolfo Quinones, Shabadoo, that man was an artist. Not only was he a dancer, but he carried those two films, Breaking and Breaking 2, okay, that were the Star Wars of urban kids like me. That's all we wanted to see, Okay. That that was our John Hughes. Those were our breakfast clubs, the break-in movies, because it spoke to us on a level that no other films did. Because kids, there were dance crews, and there were battles between dance crews. There was no gangs. There was no nice little bloods and crips. If your dance crew was better than that dance crew, then you were the best dance crew on the block, period. And that's how beefs were settled. And Adolfo Quinones was the head of that group that made sure all that made all of that legit. So saying goodbye to him and Marianne on the same day was a very big, but it's the the turd on the turd cherry on the very big Sunday of shit that the year 2020 is. I, I, I got I got I got the turd cherry though. Oh, please do your thing. What what I just also want to add about him is that, you know, once you've seen Breakin' also, mm-hmm. you know who he is to the point where if you're sitting here watching, like, what we do, MTV Classic, you start playing the game. Oh, he's in that video. Oh, he's in that video. He was a variable who's who of 80s. Yes. Music videos and music videos nice. in the 80s was the pinnacle of MTV. So his face is recognizable anywhere. Like, I think it was just last week I was watching an Uptown Girl by Billy Joel came out. Oh, there they are. And I was watching, yeah, I feel for you with Shaka Khan. There he is. Yeah. Like, so many music yeah. videos. He, like, people sleep on it, but he was an icon. Uh, yeah. An absolute icon. First Zoolander. First, we the breakdown say, "Pop and lock, bitch!" Like, yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. All I have to say to everything that Craig just said, though, hey, Mike, drop, drop that mic. Drop that mic. <laughs> That's it. But I have got the cherry for the 2020 shit burger. Oh, good. Okay. I, I I always pride myself in the WTF segment, and I've got one today. And Dan, Dan, the food connoisseur and lover that you are, this one is especially for you. Great. Y'all guys ready for this one? She no. don't even know about it yet. She told purposely, purposely maybe to save it, so that way she can get a natural reaction. In the year-end WTF article, mm-hmm. McDonald's in China has a special burger just exclusive to them. Why is it always about food? It was about Mountain Dew last time. Before that was before <laughs> I do it for Dan. I do it for Dan. And it looks like Dan already knows what it is. <laughs> and it looks like Dan already knows what it is. Okay. This it's it's exclusive it's an exclusive hamburger to uh McDonald's in China. So exclusive that there will only be four hundred thousand sold and after that they will be gone. The bastards. 
What? They have a special hamburger. It is the um, that? Oreo and Spam hamburger. It is two slices of a fried Spam with crumpled Oreo on top with a sesame seed bun. Listen. <laughs> I Listen. Craig's <laughs> like, what? Hold on. Spam, spam, spam. I know spam, I'm the kid. Yes, exactly. Yes. Spam. Baked beans, spam, 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 spam. I know I'm the fat guy on the show. But God damn it, if you don't tie me down and shove that down my throat, I might have to kill <laughs> Well, Dave, when you said it's only going to be 400000 I'd say, okay, well, that's for Dan. Who else is going to get any? Well, well, here's the thing. Well, that's because, like, I don't you know, care. They, they have all their own secret sauces. I mean, I, I think, and let's see what the fellow nerds think. I think for our first episode of the new year, before we come on the air, Dan should hit the kitchen, prep himself one, because all you got to do is pan fry, two slit things of spam, crumple Oreos, and have a sesame seed bun, and Dan can try it live on the show. This is my homemade extra cooler all over again. Yeah, we did the homemade extra cooler. <laughs> I think Dan should make his own, because it's, it's obviously rather simplistic to make. It's just spam and crushed Oreos, and a sesame seed bun. And Dan could try it live on the air for our first episode of January. No, 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 say it again and let me know what you think of that idea. No, God damn it, there are, Rob's like, uh, my glucose levels just shot up. Uh, is it with cream or no? I was uh, going to ask that. It's a crumpled Oreo cookie. I okay. said to Kelly when I read the article, I said, I have diabetes reading this. <laughs> you know, do, it, do it live. Do it live. Can I replace it with pork roll? <laughs> no, you gotta have it as it's the is. Same thing. Come no, on, it's spam. You gotta have spam with crushed Oreos I and a sesame seed bun. But I hate spam. I hate spam. I, listen, I grew up spam, in a house with an Italian spam, father spam, who was from the spam, born in the fifties during the uh, you know the, the struggle period in Philadelphia. My dad used to dog that shit down too, man. My dad used to dog that stuff down too. Oh, he still makes it. The dude had a stroke two years ago, and he still eats the spam sandwich. Well, have, so have your dad make the spam for you. Know, oh, you my God. Oh, oh, okay. I'll you. I mean, I will. Wait, wait. I, I have questions. Okay. I have questions. Is it literally just Oreos crumpled on top, or is the spam fried with the Oreo like a crust? Well, no. I don't care. I'm making – I'm preparing the I'll show you the picture. It is literally, it's a sesame seed bun, and it's just crumpled Oreo on top of it in in a, a bun. I am not your performing monkey. <laughs> what, okay, what's the sauce? I mean, I'm going to do this, but I just want to point out I'm not your performing monkey. Uh, we could easily say that's mayonnaise, but it's from a different country, so, I mean, it might not be mayonnaise. It might be, like, tartar sauce. Oh, no, uh, listen to I'm not putting... Any condiments on this sandwich. And mayo. And mayo. So the no, topping is... I'm, no. I'm, the mayo is... I'm out. I don't like mayo. Please let me do it without mayo. I'm begging you. <laughs> wow. I'm begging you without the mayo. Please. I'm not doing it with the mayo. I'll lie. There it is. Uh, that right. just doesn't look right. There it is right there. It's just... So I guess yeah, because of the mayo, Dan. Wait, okay, so, Dan, if we omit the mayo, will you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, yes. So we'll omit the mayo. I was Stand down for you on a sesame seed bun. Yeah, man. I was down for it until you said mayo. I, well, you take the mayo back out. I'm down for it again. 
All right, so we'll we're, I can't we'll take that out. Damien, it's on the air. <laughs> Have Daenerys spoken? Have they all said they wanted to do this? Yes, they want to see the fat guy choke. Come on. <laughs> Lovely spam, wonderful spam. Spam, spam, spam. Oh, my God. And that is the nerd news of the month, which now brings us to just our 2020 recap, and everybody can toss anything they want out. I'm kidding. Uh, nerd herders. So tune in for the first episode of New Year, and Dan is going to have an Oreo and Spam burger. Son of a fuck mother. God damn it. Spam and Oreo. I'm going to buy a live shirt, wear my glasses backwards, and go... Yeah, man, yeah. we're getting a ready to take the flavor down. Yes! Just go like this tonight. Get like those hats that have the fake hair in it. I could get enough gel to... Uh, I, I, you know what would be the real test is you get Roscoe in on it and let Roscoe smell it. If Roscoe doesn't touch it, then you know it's bad. Roscoe eats cat poop. That's what I'm saying. So He'll the, eat like, it. You ever see the part in Blood... You ever see the part in Bloodsport where, where the guy goes, hey, he, was, he tosses it at the dog, the dog smells it, and he's like, yes. uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not eating that. So if the dog won't touch it, that's going to be hilarious. You're but no, nevertheless. Of, you're, you're, you're putting a lot of faith in me to not fake this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know you won't lie to me. Yeah, you're right. God damn you. I will. <laughs> if this is bad... Uh, you're going to have to tie down. I'm going to steal something out of your man cave if this tastes bad. I'm just telling you right now. It's going to be an ongoing war, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to hide it in the background of the shot the next time we do an episode. You, 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 this is disgusting. I'm going to make you pay one, one way or the other. <laughs> All right, so distant into 2020 and the things that happened, I'm going to toss out uh, for everybody the, the biggest one that happened. Cyberpunk 2077. Go. <laughs> Go. That's the biggest thing that happened. Okay. Uh, well, well, the cyberpunk <laughs> thing was hilarious, you know, because again, it was like, you know, waited for for what, ten, twelve years, and yeah. like that, and then the slew of freaking problems that came out of it, more so for not the next gens, like you know, more so for the PS4s and the Xbox Ones. Mm-hmm. Now, what got me about that was, because that was the explanation, you know, it was like, oh, we really didn't, you know, our our bad, we didn't backwards think it or that, which is actually technically to me a bunch of bullshit because if you remember, the last delay was purposely to coincide with the next gen console releases, mm-hmm. which meant that when the next gen console dates were, really, were coming out, they were like, all right, just the, screw everything else, now we're going to go next-gen. And that, that that's what it kind of felt like to me, since, like, you know, not all of us can buy a next-gen com- console right away, you know, during a, pandemic. during a pandemic and shell out a half a grand for a new console. <laughs> you know, not all of us can do that. So, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, so, but, like, it, it was, like, just a constant backtracking match, and then all this waiting and all this everything, and then, boom. Like, wow, to the point where it's, like, massive refunds and apologies all over the place. And it got to the point, too, where, like, the moment you see that, like, that yellow, like, blurb from 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 uh, from them, it was like, oh, here we go. What happened? Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's all. Every time that they, that they put out, like, that, once you see that yellow screen, you know it's an apology and excuses all over. And it was like, 
Wow. And it was massive refunds and everything across the board. If I may. Yes. If I may. As far as 2020 is concerned, I would go as far as saying that this year, if you really look at it, this year was the heaviest year for backlash against any game that was highly anticipated. Oh, you know why? But you know why? Because we're all sitting at home during a pandemic doing nothing. I know. It's, but just suddenly, like, really they, think about it. It's like a lot of the games that were heavily, heavily anticipated. Marvel. You know. The uh, Avengers. Yeah. yeah not, not just because of, you know, fans being let down, but due to the fact that they were just so riddled and pushed out immediately mm-hmm. without care, like mm-hmm. usual. The only one that was fully fleshed out that got put out was Last of Us 2, but dare I even say only, only got pushed out without problems because... It was like right before. Well, because it was right before, yes, but also because mm-hmm. it had been pushed back for so long that even the developers knew, okay, if we do this again, we're, we're done. fucked. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and it turned out well for them. Last of Us was the game of the year, um, and I totally agree with that because it was the game I played most this year. It was my favorite game of the year. Had the best graphics, had the best story, had the best action. I'm on my second replay right now. I agree with you about Cyberpunk game. Um, it's probably the most anticipated um, game of the year, if only because of the years it's been in development. Um, and then adding Keanu Reeves on with the the promo and adding him to the game made it that much more desirable as Foxy's face lights up. Um, <laughs> she's picturing him about teenage Keanu taking off her shirt during a hockey game. Um, <laughs> he's just like a hangout dude. He's like, he's, he's like the dude like everybody just wants to hang out yes. with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, the... Um, <laughs> but, but Cyberpunk... The <laughs> If guys say that, I get it. Women say that, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, Whoa! But but but, but cyber cyberpunk is has been the most anticipated game for uh, for a good you know for good reason. But I'm happy for the people that did play like you that that feel it it delivered that it it was uh, maybe not worth ten years of waiting, but it was worth the wait of the anticipation when it was first announced that it was coming out this year. So I'm glad that it didn't disappoint, and that it was yeah. your biggest story of night of of this horrible year. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I've I have been enjoying the game. The game itself is cool. The story is very intriguing as it, it rolls on. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, it's it's a first person view GTA style game. It's that right. run around, do tasks, and everything like that. They, like they did, they really didn't reinvent the wheel as they said they were going to. Mm-hmm. So, like, looks-wise, it's beautiful, it's it's stylistic, it's gorgeous, but it, again, it's, it, it's it doesn't help that in the first 24 hours that I that I was trying to play, that my the game crashed a lot. probably about a good <laughs> dozen times Ouch. in the 24 in the first like day that I was playing it, like literally crashed about a good two dozen times, and I'm not even exaggerating that. Uh, there was another point, like, I was walking up to an NPC, and as I got closer, it did that thing where all of a sudden it just started stretching out, and I was like, oh, what the hell's going on there? <laughs> like, Look, might I also point out, uh, Dan, if you are looking for some games to add into your gaming stream, might I highly recommend the new Yakuza game? Oh, my God. <laughs> if, if for nothing else, 
if for nothing else, you will get a shit ton of highlight reels for YouTube based on either A, how heavy the story gets and you react to it, or B, how absolutely and utterly insane the side quests quests get for your reaction. And it, and it, it does it on purpose because, again, at times the story does get really heavy, and I, that's what's got me into it. Like, the story gets really, really heavy, and it's like, whoa. But it's also why all the side quests and a lot of the other interactions are so off the wall and crazy, so it creates that balance, you know, where it's like, all right, I'm not depressed anymore, this was hella funny, you know, but, like, but there was, like, one moment last week, and I'm playing, I get to oh. a side mission, she's got her new little lady cat ear headphones on, and she looked up, and she seen what was going on, she just literally went, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> it was like, it was like, yeah, like, we highly recommend doing uh, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. Because I was, I was starting to play uh, Yakuza, uh, Yakuza, was it 4, I think, and I was tired of driving a taxi, so I gave up. Yeah. It, no, but Yakuza like a, like a Dragon is just off the wall. I'll put it, it on the list because I, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I have a lot of ideas now that I have a following. I want to do Ghostbusters all over again now that people are watching. There um, you go. And uh, I will add that to it. And on, uh, I have pl- I'm already planning for October to do only scary games. And so I have a few things down the pipe. I just want to I, I just want to say about Cyberpunk 2077 real quick. Um, I gave up. Actually, here's my first point first. Um, I I I immediately if you can't have a discourse or uh, like I don't say professional a metered response to something, I you lose my sympathy. I don't care how bad the game was. If you do that Star Wars fandom shit where, like, you're threatening uh, Kelly Marie Tran and um, the actor Craig uh, Finn. Oh, John Boyega. If you're, if you're chasing John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran off the computer because you're threatening to kill them because of a movie they acted in, uh, you lose my sympathy. If you're threatening game developers over the game network, I've been mad at game developers. You guys follow me on Twitter. Not once have I threatened their lives or threatened their families over a fucking video game. I I couldn't care less about how anybody feels about this game being broken. I lost all my feelings. I don't care anymore. That being said, <laughs> I had to stop playing it because I couldn't play it anymore. It was crashing. And I got three days in, and I loved what I played thus far. And I just chalked it up to, and I'm not saying, I didn't pay, I got the game. It was given to me. So I, people are like, well, you didn't pay for it. I'm like, I played for, I paid for games I've wasted 60 bucks on. So please, don't try that. But my point is, is I just chalked it up to, I will buy the next gen version and just play it. Because I'm definitely upgrading eventually. It's not going to be for the end of the year. I'm not buying a version 1 PlayStation 5. But when I buy the PlayStation 5, that is the game I'm going to grind on, and I'm going to wait for that. Because I definitely want more, but it was unplayable on my PS4. I don't know how bad it was in the Xbox uh, on the Xbox One for you guys. The PS4 version, I wanted to, and it was just it was unplayable. I couldn't you do it. You know anymore. what? I, I think that's just the roundabout generalization as well, because um, – a friend of mine got Valhalla for the PS4. Yeah. And it just. Wow. I know what he did. I know what he did. 
yeah. or the PS5. Look, it's a dick in a box. You couldn't find a bigger one, Dame? <laughs> <laughs> a bigger dick? <laughs> hey! Let's end what the, the hell? Hey, let's end the conversation on the great cock cock. No, you didn't hear what Craig said first. Uh, how many kids do you have? I think it's fine, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I was just trying to get the wife to laugh, and she smiled. So I'm like, okay, that's my cue. Stop. Um, I want. Uh, let, yeah, I. Uh, Rob said he wants uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for the PC as soon as he can. I talked to who did I talk to today? I was talking to somebody about it. And they said that they had bugs on the PC version as well, but it was running much smoother. So it's like – that's what I chalked it up to. If you – Damien's a smart guy. He knew, too. I could hear – we talked about it. If you saw all those delays and didn't think that this was going to be a giant clusterfuck, yep. you're out of your fucking mind. Or read a book. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. I was very re- weary. I uh, and uh, Damien said earlier about not delaying this. I think they should have delayed it. I, I, I don't do. care who has a hissy fit on social media. Too fucking bad. The game wasn't ready. There's no shame in going, guys. It's just not ready. Do you want a broken game or do you want the game that works? Every game that comes out, look at the 2K WWE series. That's gone now. For the foreseeable future, I just busted out twenty one the other uh, twenty one the other day. I still can't play the fucking thing. It's broken. Still, Mafia Three still broken. It came out in fifteen. Well, I will. I am happy to say, um, after the 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 new patch that came out or the first big patch, mm. um, I think I had only like one crash versus the two dozen. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. So it actually yeah. seems to be working a lot better. I'm just saying they should have. I know. I did. And I'm not. And I'm not placing blame like you guys should have done. But it's not like fuck the developers. I'm saying for your sakes and your sanity, because now all you're dealing with is a bunch of angry motherfuckers on social media that have this barrier from as uh, the computer talking shit on you. Fuck them. Make them wait. I mean, I, 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 all right, Damien. I think when it comes to the developing, it's just, I think it's a system thing, to be perfectly honest with you. Because, like I said, even when it comes to Valhalla, you know, a friend of mine has got Valhalla for the PS4, and he said it's just riddled with problems. I have Valhalla on the Xbox, and it's fine. The only issue is the loading time. Otherwise, it's the exact same game. It's the exact same graphics, same capabilities, same look and feel. The only difference is if I got it on the, the new Xbox, the load time is a little faster. But... That load time enables me enough time to go pee, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, it took me a while to get this through my thick skull. <laughs> Let me read this for Rob. Blizzard Entertainment will delay the release, the release if it, the game quality isn't testing well. Everybody, it should be after this disaster, and I'm going to say it's a disaster, and I don't mean that as a fuck you. I'm just saying after this disaster release, we should. It's this should be a lesson to everybody. Like we need to be more patient. I was mentioning that yeah. earlier. Um, we uh, go ahead, Damon, because I, I forgot it wasn't your fault. I, was, I forgot what I was going to say anyway. So just go ahead. my thing is also. I mean, as we had mentioned, a lot of games turn into like fuck. That was disappointing, and I think a lot of it was kind of COVID related. Obviously, because it, it, the two factors. One, a lot of these people, if not almost all of them, were working from home. So that's you know. 
not being in the offices and, and having direct contact twenty four you know twenty four seven and having all all the equipment there and everything that's one. But two, also, it was a matter of okay, oh shit, people are home now. They need stuff to do. They're gonna plunk down money for video games like crazy right now because they're stuck home. We gotta get these video games out like now. And I think that's where a lot of the rushing came in. Uh, versus the polish that we are, we're used to. Because also, if you think about it, versus any other gaming year, there's never been this many disappointed flops, in a sense. I'm not going to say really flops, but like a, lot, a lot of problematic games. Uh, it's always, there's always like one or two, it's like, okay, it's a problematic. But like this year, like every, like Avengers had its issues. And it, I mean, to the point where they called Avengers the anthem of 2020, and that's bad. <laughs> They're saying it's the anthem of 2020. That's bad. It's also a matter of they rest on their laurels in the sense of, all right, well, if we put it out, we can just easily write up a patch. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's, that's bad business men shit. That's not a word. Business practice. <laughs> Thank you. That's easy for you to I'm say. A I'm a writer, guys. I can tell. You're writing? <laughs> you're a writer? <laughs> um, the, we live in the world now. This is the way it's going to be. Games are going to release unfin- be released unfinished, and patches are going to come out. That is the way it is now. The Internet and the console technology has allowed that to happen. You also don't need to buy the games for 60 bucks brand new anymore if you want to make a point. If, you wanna, if you're that upset, don't buy it day one. I just said I can't wait to get the PS5. I am not buying version one PS5. Mm-mm. There's no amount of money you could have given it unless you were knocking on my door and go, play this. I wasn't buying the goddamn thing. I will wait and I will be fine. Um, the same thing with games. Uh, I'm playing the NHL 21 because I got it. I played Cyberpunk because I got it. Like, and I'm not. I don't mean that as a. I got the game for free. F you. I mean. I would have waited, and I would have been glad I would have waited. Like, there's ways we could do this other than how, again, I brought up the point earlier. Danny just brought it up in the chat. Somebody give me a fucking answer how we are going through 2020, and we're still the same impatient motherfuckers that we were in January. How? How? On the surprising front of gaming, though, the one game that has delivered and kind of continues to deliver, that's been a lot of fun. It's been covered by Up, Up, Down, Down quite a bit to the point that they had, like, a big event yesterday. Like, Ronda Rousey was on it and a bunch of people were on it and everything like that. The one game that actually delivered this year out of nowhere was WWE Battlegrounds. Like, it's just a – I remember I mentioned way back, it's just a fun, silly Beat them up. I haven't checked and it out yet. Yeah. Like, amazing. And they keep adding, like, more people into it and everything like that. And the game has thoroughly delivered as just a fun video game without taking itself seriously. It's been insane, like, how much it delivered. Overall, the video game industry just needs to overhaul itself and just give us fun games. We do not, right now, we do not need these. In-depth story, customizable everything with work. I like giving myself tits and a penis. Hold on. Understandable. Okay. But at the end of the day, we just need something fun. Something stupid, 
fun. Kind of like everyone loves music and deep music, and I do too, but sometimes you just need to listen to a little bit of Debbie Gibson, all right? Like, just, you, you got to have some fun. Our five-year-old just got addicted to Pac-Man. I got him the little mini one that you that you that you get at Walgreens uh, for Christmas. He has not parted with that thing since Christmas Day. There you go. That's good. <laughs> and then when he's done playing it on his, on his little handheld, he's playing it on the Xbox 360. Just have fun. <laughs> and he's just rocking and, the hell out of it. Every now and then, Kelly will just play Miss Pac-Man. I have Miss Pac-Man on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PS3. And the only version I don't have right now that ever came out is the Switch. Very, I don't know the Switch have this Pac-Man yet. And it, it, it's how long has that game been out? Don't age yourself. How long has the game been out? Thirty-three years. Thirty years, and she still curses at it like it's me playing trying to. It's it's like me playing with Jackie in the first version of Cyberpunk, and he still keeps getting in your way when you're throwing fucking grenades, Damien. And he stands in your way, catches the grenade on his shoulder. She's cursing at Miss Pac-Man like it just came out, going, "Motherfucker, ghost, goddamn it!" You know? That's our five-year-old too. Please <laughs> <laughs> tell me he screams, "Motherfucker!" Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, I, I love it. I love motherfucker. This <laughs> fucking ghost is bad. He's, this fucking ghost is bad. I mean, we're not gonna. You know. In the same right, he's convinced that he's supposed to make friends with the ghosts in the game, and that he's not supposed to eat them. He's like, oh, the ghost is my friends. Like, oh, that's the way the game plays. Yeah. That's funny. I, I like, you know, I plunked down like I think the three bucks that it was for the skins. So he's got the Dig Dug skin and every right. Pac-Man skin, as whole position skin. He's got them all. Like you know when the cursing will amp up. I need to stream this actually. Uh, Castlevania, the, the, that Castlevania collection that got released the, about a year ago, which has what is it, six of them? The original ones, the original six, I guess we're calling them. Uh, you know how much cursing's gonna be when I'm trying to catch that fucking tornado and, and Simon's quote, whatever the fuck it is, Revenge Quest, whatever the second one is. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's the cyberpunk gaming thing. Any, what else do you guys got for 2020? Well, I just want to add to the video game thing. I just want to. I just want to add to the video game thing. Uh, sports games really need to stop coming out every year. Uh, I, 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 I love the hockey games, but with the uh, the technology in advances that I just mentioned, with you being able to update things, and um, it's a point I made last time. Because we're talking about people that are uh, upset about the same game coming out, but we've been asking for them to update games like this for years, and now people are mad about GTA Five. I'm like, this what we wanted. We wanted the game to just get getting up. What are you bitching about? They're, they're giving us updates. What are you talking about? Why they're not implementing that for um, bi yearly? Every two years, a new hockey game, a new sports game. You get I a pack. The 2K franchise. Like, I'm, I love that WWE 2K21 was not a thing. I love yes. it. Thank you. It, it, Thank it, you. I agree with you. But sign I, the pack. I, I am work, on some, work on the roster updates. Work on little switches here and there. Send a patch over. I'll pay 10 bucks. 10 bucks is a hell of a lot better than 60 every year. How are we not uh, adapting in that way? It's very interesting. I mean, I know why, but. But I agree with you. All these, like, annual games should be, like, a every two, you think, WWE 2K, NBA, all. Give it, like, a two-year. Let 
teams change up a little bit. Let wrestling rosters change up a little bit. Yeah. And gives you time to, like, really polish a game. Like, in terms of, like, the WWE 2K, like, because COVID, it backed everything up. Because what they start doing for, they start, like, after the, after the release of the new one, they're already working on the next one. And then Mania Weekend, 2K is at Mania Weekend uh, motion capturing everybody yeah. all weekend. For for that and everything like that, and then shortly after that, a few months short later, they're pushing the game out. So like that's not a lot of time to really no. thoroughly work on. It's it, not. It's know? just not enough time. Is it, remember when Warzone came out and they had Bret Hart, then Revenge came out and also had Bret Hart. It's okay not to send enough, but it, it, slow that down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did want to butt in. You said what else? Twenty twenty one. Uh, twenty twenty. Excuse me. Yes. I don't know who else has seen this, but Craig and I did see Wonder Woman, and we saved this for tonight. Shoot. So, Craig, if you want to take over uh, without spoil the non-spoiler version, uh, you and I, let's chat about – let's fight about Wonder Woman. <laughs> We're not going to fight, but on Christmas Day in the year of our Lord 2020, after midnight, 1201 – You're wrong, you son of a bit. Oh, sorry. Eastern sorry, Standard Time. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84 premiered on HBO Maximum, and um, it was a the latest uh, DC movie from the DC canon, and it was the, I guess, the sequel to Wonder Woman. Uh, Dan is uh, convinced that we are going to fight about it. There is nothing to fight about. The movie was good. It was not great. There were so many plot holes. You could drive many cyberpunk trucks through it, but... Um, <laughs> I'll just leave it like that. <laughs> Listen, but, I, I, I just – okay, so we got a new 4K uh, DVD player for Christmas, uh, and uh, for some reason my friend Je- – Jenny had never seen Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, the original Star Trek II, uh, Craig. I know she blasphemy, but go ahead. I agree, but we've we've rectified the situation. Good. But that was like, well, I'm going to watch all of these now. So I'm up to Generations, and that's the one where, spoiler alert, it's 20 years old. Kirk dies. Mm-hmm. I have a – there's so many – there's a plot hole, like a major plot hole in that – in for 1994, guys, that I'm like, wait a second. That – that doesn't – this whole other – the whole end of this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not real. How does that fix everything? It's not – uh, uh, so yes, I understand that plot hole, the the plot hole thing, you know. Okay, so your Star Trek analogy that what happened with Wonder Woman '84 was a plot hole that didn't make any sense. Is that what you're trying to say? There is a few of those, yeah. Okay, you, uh, went even, Star, you went to Star Trek and it's like, how does that have to do with Wonder Woman? I, know, I was like, waiting for the connection. I was like, uh, we going to? I was no, I just sidetracked the plot holes because I'm ADHD. What do you want from me? Um, so many things I want from you, Dan. But anyway, well, you have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but your your review of uh, Wonder Woman '84? My review is the same. Okay. It was it was fine. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a good scene. It was a good movie. It wasn't the earth shattering movie that everybody thought for some reason it needed to be. Well, but it, it was a good. It was I, a good superhero. It was a good movie. The thing is, because uh, because we are so now. Now you get to listen now, Damien. Put that hand down, okay? I sat through Cyberpunk. Now you shut the in. fuck up, Damien. We're talking. Well, you have question for Craig. So I have a question for Craig, but let Craig do his thing. <laughs> no, my but, but I was just gonna say the reason why we were all so bent out of shape about this being Wonder Woman in '84 being disappointing because this is the only superhero movie we're gonna get. 
this year. And we were supposed to have a plethora, to quote Three Amigos, of superhero movies this year, and we did not get any. So when we get one, and it underperforms, or it's not as good as the first one, in my opinion, and not even up to snuff to any Marvel film, then that's when everyone rolls out the, oh, my God, what a waste of time, and how do they do this, and how do they do uh, that? Go to hell. You didn't even exactly, and it was just a movie. Up. Your question, Damien, I'm sorry. Uh, now, leading into this, you were, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, I know you were very, like, pro-Kristen uh, wig with the yes. Cheetah character. I wondering, like, we haven't seen it yet, but I definitely still wanted to get your opinion uh, because you had high expectations. Did Kristen Wiig deliver in her performance uh, with Cheetah and everything? Yes, Kristen Wiig did. Uh, uh, she, Kristen Wiig delivers on everything. But this was a great departure for her, and you could tell how excited she was to play a role like this as Barbara Bernerva for Cheetah. But one of the critiques that Dan and I both have is not with the way Cheetah was in the movie, because that was stellar. It was how quick it was. It, yes, it was the amount of time Cheetah was in the movie Hold that on. we have a problem with. Here, here, uh, without spoiling anything, Damien uh, and, and, and and Foxy, I'll, I'll tell you like this. I, I, I'm i not respected enough to say Veronica. It's weird. I, I have to say Foxy. <laughs> I, okay. Um, I feel like I'm not on that level is what I meant to say. Uh, that's why I call uh, – whatever. I know. I know I'm wrong. Shut up. I, I, know, I know I'm factually incorrect. I get it. I'm not allowed to call her by her name. Uh-huh. See, I knew it. Do you know in the Dark Knight? I'm gonna. This is a non-spoiler version of how I'm explaining uh, what uh, Craig and I mean. Uh, mean. In the Dark Knight, there's Two Face, right? He's really only Two Face for ten minutes. It's like that. Oh wow! Oh. It's like that. They give it to us, and then, and then that was it, huh? What the fuck? <laughs> It was the Kaiser Soze of DC Universe. <laughs> but that being said, I want to double down. I want to triple down. I want to quadruple down on what Craig said. Uh, she was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Kristen Wiig is incapable of giving a, a bad performance. No, especially no, on, no. Especially on screen. I, I did want to address something else, though. Uh, this, the whole point of me bringing up this segment is to get this on record. Uh, mm-hmm. Past also Twitter. Um, and, and please know I'm going to use somebody uh, something as an example and know that um, the only person apparently that's a bigger Batman fan than me and Craig – well, there, there's me and then there's Craig because his whole bathroom is a bat, – it's a Batman bathroom. It's a Batman. And Damien mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Veronica, but then there's also uh, Alana Pierce who uh, is a bigger Batman fan than all three uh, – probably all of us. Mm-hmm. So this comes out of respect is what I'm yeah. trying to in, in, imply to you. I haven't read reviews of movies oh. since Ghostbusters answered the call. Oh. I don't have to explain to you why. Okay? Because uh, people are shitty and terrible and go play in traffic. But I watched the movie. I said, this is this was fun. What's the problem? And I made the mistake of my personal own. Mistake of going to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it was a mistake that Hellhole Hellscape Below Pond Scum website that is Rotten Tomatoes. I said it, and I'll say it again. And something that bothered me that I kept seeing repeated in a lot of these reviews was something to the effect of and sounding very similar to this sentence. 
they did not give a good enough reason for this movie, another Wonder Woman movie, to exist. Wow. And my problem with that is we have 75 Batman movies. Mm. We have another Ghostbusters universe. We have another Ghostbusters sequel. We had all these other remakes and reboots and refreshing and rethinking of movies. We're on version three of every Disney movie. My voice is cracking. Uh, Of every Disney movie that's ever come out. Mm Mm-hmm. But but you don't know why another Wonder Woman movie exists? I don't know why that chapped my ass as much as it did, but that bothered me. And, There's and like six, we're on version six of Little Women and version four of A Star is Born, but another Wonder Woman movie bothered you that much? Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Essential question, what's the reason for anything to exist? There is none. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But... If you have the means, it's fun. It's fine. And Pedro Pascal, is there anything he's in that he's not awesome? Yeah. We could argue. That's, there's, there's that plot hole thing that we're not going to discuss to spoil it, but he's great mm-hmm. at the moments he needs to be great. Everybody is, really. Yeah. And, and, and let me just say this again. Mm-hmm. There is no after credit scene. There is a mid credit scene. That's it. Yes. Stay tuned for that, folks. Holy fucking shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. It gave you the it gave me the Mandalorian feels. Oh. Oh. That it yeah, we gotta finish that season. Oh. Say, the, say, say no cross, more. Between you know, crossing the the seasons in Rotten Tomatoes, the uh, freaking Karate Kid season three got the perfect score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes apparently. Yes, and it's going to – they moved up the date. It was going to be later in January, but now it's dropping January 1st. That's okay, great. I don't trust and, it. And Rotten and Tomatoes apparently already given it a perfect score. I don't trust course. it. I don't perfect. trust Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck well, I, all, I, I, all I'm saying is, man, like – because Karate Kid 2 was my favorite because of I my love for the country of, of Japan and desire to still go there, as I had mentioned, and all this stuff. So I have a lot of personal feels about, you know, Chosen and Kumiko and everything like that. When that trailer came out and that ending came out, I was just like, oh! <laughs> I like lost and my that's shit. exactly why I don't watch trailers because I want to see it on when it shows when they yeah. show up in the show. That's when I want to be surprised. If I already know they're going to be there, it takes it away. And Cobra Kai is a perfect series, and I didn't care if Robin Tomatoes gave it a zero. This was a hundred percent for me the first two seasons, and I felt even even more vindicated when Kevin Smith said this show gave me a, le- a new lease on life. Cobra Kai like filled a void I didn't even know it even existed in me when I was watching this. So the fact that it's moved up, it's going to debut this Sunday this weekend. Cobra Kai season three, I cannot wait. It, I was just overjoyed that it was done. A year before the pandemic started, it was already in the can. They waited till to to uh, bring Cobra Kai from YouTube to Netflix in order to get the rest of the world caught up on it, and that's why season three was delayed. But now that's coming out, I could not be happier. Um, and the, my last Wonder Woman point, um, I don't know. It, not to to give any you throw any gas on what Ooh, tiptoe this tiptoe on this one. No, but I I I don't know. 
don't know why it was set in, in 1984. I don't know. I don't know why it just couldn't be set where we last left Wonder Woman and after the oh, Justice League and all that. The nostalgia factor. Just the, the It's just the nostalgia. It was a gimmick. And, and it's and it's uh, 1984 is my favorite year. That's the year that I saw Shabadoo and perform and Breaking so, Two came out. So I, I I love 84 and Ghostbusters. That was the year I graduated high school. So I love everything about 1984. I was one when you graduated. Let's see, not an old man. But let's, let's not do the, the, the age comparison thing. Yeah. On, you know, but 84, I it's really creepy between us, like, every time. What were you doing in 1984, honey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Go make me some coffee, woman. <laughs> what was the one we recently, like, talked about that we got really awkward creepy? Where you said you were in the movies with your dad and you saw some kind of some movie or not whatever. Adult, not adult movie, but like... Something I probably should have been at that exactly. age. Exactly. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was here <laughs> filling a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's where you were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 1984, Ooh. I was three, and you were... Uh, by then? I was about <laughs> two old. <laughs> I love that game. I was seven. I love okay. playing that game. It was, was so seven. much fun. Like, I was in the movies watching Big Trouble Little Tiny with my dad this year. I'm like, yeah, I was really? rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I had a similar uh, conversation with my last girlfriend about where I was May 15th, 1980, and I told her about my hatred for Magic Johnson because that was the year that uh, that the Lakers won the uh, the champion to beat the Sixers in the World Championship on Magic's rookie year. And she just kind of – we were talking about this over dinner, and she goes, yeah, I was a day old. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, shit. Oh. Uh, but hey, we lasted 50 months. Anyway, um, for our, our last year, um, you guys talked about what was the, the big year, what was the big thing for this year. Uh, this year was a, a big because it, um, it it's taken so much from us. And I can't really um, – and it was just one after the other after the other. It seemed like every month it was something else. And, you know, um, I, I held up uh, Chadwick earlier, and that's still probably the biggest one. The fact that he left us, but also the way Kobe left us was another huge blow. And just and, – and, but not Chadwick, Kobe, Alex Trebek, RBG, Sean Connery. Fred Willard, Little Richard, uh, Road Warrior Animal. Um, uh, e- even if it was just if it was just Shad Gaspard, that would have been enough for this year to be horrible. The way he left us, saving his baby boy and uh, and drowning. Um, but if anything, it reinforced uh, how lucky we are to have each other. Because, you know, there's 348,000 Americans this, who didn't make it through this year uh, because of – and the reason why we can't see and touch our families and be with each other in a big group, you know, in the same room because of all that we've lost this year. But the fact that we are still here and that we are thankfully have our family and our loved ones that are still here and the, our, our parents or our elderly friends that we have that are at high risk that are still here. So as much as this year is taken away from us, and I swear this is the the zombie year that 2020 is because the only thing that can kill it is January 1st, 2021. 
but the fact that us, the Walking Dead, made it through and that we can have each other every month like this and we can get together with other people that uh, that are that like what we have to say and that listen to us, that we can have this time with us together because if anything, it shows how fleeting time is and how we can lose anyone um, at any time. Uh, that's probably the thing that I take away the most from this year. The biggest thing about 2020 for me is that we that we're still together, that we still have us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, fun fact. Yeah. This time last year, I had COVID. Oh my gosh. This time last year, I'd gotten it on the 28th of December. Hmm. I was out like a light. You got it around March. Mm-hmm. Late February, early March, before it all hit, hit. But I had gotten it literally just before New Year's. Yeah, we, we kind of, like, backtracked uh-huh. earlier in the year. And before everything became public, we came to the realization we actually did have it. Oh, my God. Um, now, I've put this woman over so many times in terms of, like, being a true housewife and mother in the sense where there is no off days, there is no off time. Uh, in the years we were together, I had never, ever seen her take a sick day, regardless of how sick she was and everything like that. Now, this is no exaggeration. After me saying that, um, after me going through, I was, I was sick uh, for three weeks. Like, I had never been sick in my – and I, you know, been through my fair share of shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I had never – and I, I'm not going to go into the details. How, I can tell you every specific thing how it went, but more specifically her – I had never, ever seen this woman. She was in bed sleeping for three days. The only time she got out of bed was to use the restroom. Other than that, she was in bed sleeping for three days straight. Like, not a fucking joke, man. Like, this is, and, and. And then I was, like, absolutely atrophied afterwards. Yeah, she, she, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I, I lost people to it. Um, I lost, like, five people. I, I lost another wrestling brother to it. A wrestling brother who I was talking to the week prior, and all of a sudden, the week after, like, we get the news, and we're like, what? Like, but yeah, I had never seen her laid out in the near 20 years we were together, and she was in bed for three days. It was shocking. So I, for those of you that think this is not a thing, this is a thing. And yeah, and for those of you that think, oh well, you know, you're fine now. No, I'm not. I I still have unfortunately lingering effects in the form of stabbing cluster headaches from that time Great. that I've never had before in my entire life. Phlegm. I, I still have like the phlegm issue. We we had the we had coughs that lingered for at least three months afterwards, but. The one thing that has remained since that time was the stabbing cluster headaches. I had never had it before in my life. Had it during the, that those two weeks of being sick, and now anytime I get a headache, that happens. That's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun at all. So, yeah. Two, you, you guys want to go through your two weeks of being sick, that's fine. Just There's going to be something that lingers for a long time. There's going to be like, time. yeah, because I'm still having, like, phlegm issues mm-hmm. to the point where like like this morning I like literally this morning and not to be gross but like I had like a, I woke up with like a blockage in my throat and I'm like trying to brush my teeth and all of a sudden I'm like hacking because I'm trying to get it's like and it's a reflex it's not even me pushing it it's a reflex trying to get out because I couldn't yeah. I had a blockage there are lingering effects people yeah but let's try to pick it back up let's pick, let's pick it back up actually yeah. this Why one uh, this, 
Miss Foxy has a 2020 thing that she had mentioned to me before well, we got the show. Well, that depends on them. Do we still want to do a little longer, or are we good? Well, what do we want to do here? Because, like, everybody tells us, well, I'm down for whatever. This is our year-end special. I'm down for whatever anybody wants to do. I just want to say, uh, Chucky said that, um, yeah, I lost my aunt and grandma this year, unrelated to COVID. Almost lost my mom to COVID, but thank God she made it out. And, Veronica, thank God you are better. Uh, for me, certain food tastes different for him now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lauren Garcia, in relations to, I guess, to people who are saying, it's just like the flu. I was sick with the flu during Christmas last year, but I was still able to get up and do stuff. Can't do that with COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, you, got, you got a really good one. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, you're good. Um, every uh, every year, I keep a bullet journal, which is not like a normal journal. And um, at the end of the year, every year, I have like a bunch of little questions that I answer for myself um, regarding the good things of the year. But little things like who ended up being, you know, my favorite actor or what songs did you rediscover and discover? Like bits old, bits new, kind of like. You know, an example is, what was my favorite movie of the year this year? Dead Honest, Dora the Explorer. Like, that movie was the bomb. It actually was. It was you actually know? a really good movie. I suggest it to everybody. Yeah, it was or, hilarious. Or it was like, fun. You know, I discovered a lot of, we discovered a lot of bands. Oh, my year. God. Some that were new with new singles. Some that were out for years that we never knew about, but it's new to us. Like, little things like that. And, and yes, Dan, I, I I am thoroughly on board with the ghost thing. Oh my God, ghost! He got hooked into ghost. Oh, uh, ghost. Oh, did you? Ghost and gunship. I, mm-hmm, yes, he did. So, you know, that being said, I already started mine in my bullet journal as I as I turn to the pages now. But I I figured this as a nice little roundup, maybe do like some hot takes or quick things on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I did want to share. I told Damien about earlier today because I, I started doing my year end this week, and the twelfth one is, is says to talk about a new friend you made this year, mm-hmm. and I wrote Craig. Craig who? This guy. His name is Craig okay. Lagans. Super uh, cool dude. Like dapper. Gotta meet. <laughs> gotta meet. Super him. dapper. Wow, what a fucked up last name. Um, well, good for you, Fox. <laughs> No, so, th- thank you. You're welcome. But I mean, I figured maybe it would be kind of cool to just do like like a quick. What are those things called? Speed round, I guess you could say. Oh, uh, the, the speed round questions. You know, of yeah. like you know these things, like whether it be something that was old that you just discovered or rediscovered a love for. So basically, you're gonna, something... shoot, you're gonna shoot this one out to like everybody. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm down with this. I like this. It's okay. like you know something because yes, 2020. For the most part, sucks. Let's be real. But underneath the suck, mm-hmm. there was like personal good in everybody's world. I mean, look at us. Look, we're all doing nerd herders together. Did yes. we ever think we'd be doing nerd herders again? Hell I, no. I didn't even know this was a thing when, when I met when I made this new friend named Foxy Fox. I said, "You <laughs> got you guys do a what?" I was like, "Sure, okay, yeah. I'll be on there." Yeah. So I, I it's like a little. As a, as a pick-me-up, okay. you know, to show that, you know what, 2020 wasn't exactly, you know, one big lemon. We all didn't make lemonade, but, you know, what, <laughs> we made something that resembles lemonade, mm-hmm. like urine. Yeah, um, okay. 
Um, you... <laughs> if it's yellow, it's a drink. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, your speed round questions. All right, speed rounds. Yeah, okay. So, what would Who's you going say? going first? Um, Dan, you go. You've we'll been go. quiet for a while. Dan, you go. All right. But everybody was happy with that. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Song of the year for you. I don't listen to uh, uh, Caution, The Killers. There we go. Craig, song of the year for you. Oh, God. Well, Tiffany didn't have anything this year, so um, Jesus, I'm going to go. Well, she said Debbie Gibson. She laid the groundwork, so I'm just following through. Um, yeah, I'm a Tiffany girl. You know, there was Ginger and Marianne. I was a Tiffany other than Debbie Gibson. Um, my song of the year, um, I don't think I – like. Dan, I don't listen to a lot of um, whatever the the last Foo Fighters uh, single. Shame, shame. Yeah, that's my song of the year. But um, I'm sure there's one back in March that I was really grooving to. But uh, yeah, we'll say the Shame, Shame by the uh, the Foo's getting heard this year. Funny. Uh, dark all day, gunship. Uh, dark, dark. You know, yeah, so, yeah. I, dark all day. Dark right? all day. Yeah, gunship. gunship. Dark yeah. all day by gunship. Mm-hmm. I'm to be circles. Post Malone. That was a good one. That was the first song we heard last New Year. At last New Year's. That was a great song. I just heard it today in the man cave. I've been playing, I played it all year, according to my Spotify. And it, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My Spotify roundup was completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Album of the year for you. New album, old album, album you just listen to on repeat. Oh, what okay. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you came. Uh, I'm so glad you said this. Uh, there's a band, uh, I'm going to make this as quick as possible, but please know, I, I want to put these guys over so much. Uh, there's a band out there called XTC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're not, not anymore, but they're out there. Uh, some of you might recognize those letters as they're on the back of the shirt of the main ca- annoying character from, uh, how do you pronounce Evangelion Genesis? Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm the one that pointed it out. Kelly tried to get me to watch it. I was like, I can't. This is, mm. But on the back of his shirt, it's XTC. In 1986 or 7, they released an album called Skylarking. Okay. And that got me through a very depressing summer. This, okay. it was produced by Todd Rundgren. Rud, I can never say. The guy Rundgren. from Philly that is a pain in the ass. Rundgren. Rundgren. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... This, this is how I will explain XTC, and you guys, you have all heard a song by these guys. I know you have. It's just we got to pick the one that you, we got to find the one you've heard, because Kelly introduced me to them, and she's uh, she got their album Orange Apples and Oranges, no Oranges and Lemons. She goes, I promise you, you've heard these songs, and I'm like, oh fuck, I know that song. And then the next one plays like, oh, I remember that song. Guarantee you've heard them do something. But I would suggest Skylarking from XTC as rediscovering it this year. Uh, it is, I will say, it is a masterpiece that you've never heard of. And I'm anything gonna, by Genesis. Of course. I'm going I'm to check that out. Uh-oh. I'm going to check it out. Awesome. All right, Craig. Uh, you hit the... Uh the head on the nail, uh, Fox, when you said uh, albums, not just new albums of the year, but something you rediscovered. Um, this album had always been in my rotation, but um, when we lost um, Edward Van Halen, uh, 5150 became my album of the year. 
uh, like I said, 1984 is my favorite year, and that was really um, the album that I, I, the tape that I broke twice, the cassette tape that I broke twice because I wore out, yeah, I wore it out on my Walkman and my auto reverse. But um, 5150, um, I played uh, nonstop after I was playing nonstop pretty much every week before we lost the greatest guitarist of my generation, um, Eddie Van Halen. But um, that and when the uh, the my favorite documentary of the year, um, I don't know if that's on your list, but uh, the Bee Gees, How Do You Mend a Broken Heart, when that premiered on HBO, I went back and um, fl- and played their albums, um, played their one album, played the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack um, all over again, just like it did when it first came out in 1977. But yeah, those are probably my two out. Albums of the year uh, rediscovered uh, due to loss, unfortunately. Fifty-one fifty by Van Halen and uh, the Bee Gees. And I heard a great story by Jim by Jim Carrey. He was talking about doing the Grinch because when he had to do the Grinch makeup, he was in there for eight hours a day, eight oh. hours a day. And he had he had a Navy SEAL torture expert to coach him on ways how to deal with. Was affecting torture, so he would like punch himself in the in the wrist. He would um, smoke cigarette, just everything that stopped him from torturing, because he had to keep telling himself, "I'm doing this for the kids. I'm doing this for the kids." But he said the single thing that got him through, that got Jim Carrey through playing the Grinch, was the music of the Bee Gees. He said, "If the Bee Gees weren't there, if I didn't have the Bee Gees to listen to, I would have quit that movie and told Ron Howard to go fuck himself." Like day, <laughs> day three, so yeah, the Van Halen and the Bee Gees were my albums of the year. Music stays. Music stays. Uh, music was definitely a big deal for us. A lot of discovery oh, yeah. and everything. There's a lot of music this year. Oh, yeah. But for me, I have two. Rediscovery, and I don't give a damn who says anything. Uh, uh, by the Party, free. I rediscovered uh, their CD, free, and I rocked the hell out of that all fucking year. Uh, and if you don't know who the party is, well, that's your loss. <laughs> but uh, no, the party free was a rediscovery for me. And new album, as of recent, ACDC Power Up. Oh, that's oh, I, oh yes, <laughs> it's really good. It's good to me, but it is. And the one thing I'm proud of that I tell her is like, if you really think about it, and if you're a true ACDC fan, and if you're not, here's a freaking thing for you. ACDC is the one metal band that has never, never done a power ballad. It's wow. like you get, you get what you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting with ACDC. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that, that I, one, think, I think the slowest you can consider is Hell's Bells. Yeah, Hell's Bells is like the slowest. Yes, Dan. Yes, does Dan. Does Ride On from uh, Highway to Hell count? Probably not. I don't think it would be I, I, I wouldn't consider it a power ballad. Okay. It's slower than Hell's Bells, though. It's slower than Hell's Bells, but they really, they've never done the power ballad. No, no, Ever. you're right. No, no, I'll, I'll give you, dude, and they've, ever, they've never changed the goddamn thing, and I love and it. And people are like, oh, it's just it. It's the same thing. All the, yeah, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and then I have the other street where Janet just changed too much. So like, pick one, guys. A uh, d- little bit of trivia, uh, and I don't know – I know Craig probably knows this, but do you know what the last thing uh, 
Uh, the last thing you hear Bon Scott say or thing, sing on an album is? <laughs> Before his passing? Do you know what it is? At the end of the Night, uh, the night Prowler song, he goes, Shazbat, nanu nanu. <laughs> wow. And, and, I... he, and then he died. And uh, Well, he didn't die right after saying those words, but those are the last <laughs> things you hear on record by Bon Scott before his passing. No shit. Now, <laughs> and it's, if you've never heard that song, and I'm assuming you two have, um, there's this amazing crescendo, a good primal scream from, scream from Bon Scott as the song and the, the instruments kind of stop playing. There's a little bit of silence, and then you hear him clear as day say, Shazbat, nanu, nanu, and then end of record. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Oh, and The Who. Let's not forget The Who. The Who? The Who? The Who. H-U. The Who. Their whole album? You would say oh, that that's yeah. an album? Yeah. Not an album, but it's definitely a music discovery. Yes. Are uh, we putting a ghost on this list, Damien? Huh? On, on, on our own, we're, we're going to make a personal playlist of all the shit that we've uh, okay. uh, There's a lot. There's a Are lot. you on the square, Damien? He is on the square. Are you on I'm the left? Oh my god! I'm oh, he'll get. He'll get there. He'll get there. I'm sorry. I that's that's dragon right. tails. It's dragon tails. I, he'll get the square hammer. I'll, Are you on the square? I'll kill him later. Album of the year on my end. Uh, Marilyn Manson's latest. Oh, that out. was good. That was good. Um, heard really good things about that actually. It's a great. It's a great album. He took a lot of influence from Bowie for this album. Or it's still a Manson album. Excuse me? Yes. It is very yes. very Bowie influence. His first track, which is the self-titled We Are Chaos, has a very distinctive Bowie sound. Even the, even the music video. The music yes. video is very Bowie. And while some of the songs are distinctive Marilyn Manson, it's not... Heavy Antichrist superstar Marilyn Manson. There, there is a '80s somber rock, almost new wavey type sounds. To, it's hard to describe. No, but is it? Is it definite? The moment we saw, um, we are Arca- like the first yeah. one. It was like, dude, this is Bowie. This is David Bowie all the and, way. Marilyn Manson channeling Bowie. I can't, huh? And uh, this album like just showcases his musical maturity. This album should have came out after Mechanical Animal. Like, I have a whole Marilyn Manson fucking bullet point presentation I can make, but I'm not going to Oh, boy. No, but the point is, is yeah, We Are Chaos was a fantastic, fantastic album. I listened to it with my headphones on on day one. I had to. Danny said her album of the year is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, and that is uh, multiple people that have said that about Fiona Apple's new album. I have not even listened to it. I got to uh, check that out. Uh, I... Is it 1996 already? Wow. It is now. Favorite musical artist or group that you started listening to this year, whether they were old or new? Point is, is they were new to you and you started listening to them. Damn, go. I I don't have one. I really haven't listened to new music like that. Well, not like literally new music. Or a new artist or rediscovered. Anything new to you. New to you. So meaning like There's something you introduced me to musically this year that I've forgotten about. <laughs> you have to ask his wife. I know. Honey, honey what I'd listen to this Honey, year? what's my favorite color? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to use this opportunity to pimp another album, okay? Because I did listen to this one a lot, too, because it absolutely pisses me the fuck off that this was not this did not sell well. And they were a thing in Philadelphia. 
the band Jellyfish. Anybody here heard that band before? Okay, you two know the album Spilt Milk is fuck it's it's Queen, the Beatles, Bee Gees. It's it's a it's a banger from start to finish. Uh-oh. And I'm ready. oh, you're writing it down. Spilt Milk is I'll put it to you this way. I get physically upset when I look at what else was a hit when this album came out and go, what the what the fuck? How? How did this not crack? The top ten. It, I'm, I'm putting it over. It's really good. Uh, Kelly tried for years to get that onto me, and the remaster came out, and I kind of sat there listening to it going, like that. Like, where, where the fuck this came out? It came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I will say that uh, I know it's along the answers of my first answer, but those were the two that pumped me through the bulk of COVID, those two albums. Mm-hmm. All right, you, Craig, I'm artist. Looking at um, Peter? No, I was looking at the question. <laughs> Jeez. You got caught. Um, I guess for me, I never heard of this one. I, I, I knew she was an artist. I never heard any of her music until she was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live. And she performed an entire song while she painted a picture of herself upside down and while she was singing. And that was Halsey. I never oh. heard of her. I never, I didn't know what to And I was an instant fan from then on. I mean, her voice was melodious. Uh, and she's unbelievably gorgeous, but to do that, to perform live while you're painting upside down a picture of yourself, so by the time the song was done, the painting was done, and I was like, I just discovered, um, and it's like every Halsey fan on earth, namely my niece is like, duh, Uncle Craig, uh, look at this poster I had on my wall, when you, like, oh, okay, so yeah, <gasps> Halsey was me. I'm an idiot. What? Oh, God. My emo band came out with a new song for the first time 15 years this year. Yeah, you are an idiot. What does that have to do with your emo The band? Juliana Theory. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot. And they're coming out with a new album. You're going to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Thank you, Thank you, Craig. Now that was it. Halsey's my I, new. My, I waited uh, for Halsey to end before I interrupt. I didn't okay. interrupt Craig. God I, damn thought, it. I, I, I thought you were had a Halsey point. Okay. <laughs> I don't know the words she right. said. Uh, again, for me, like, this was a big music discovery year. Uh, again, I you know because it, it was rough. Where the hell did Dan just go? <laughs> there he is. Uh, especially being you know with the COVID thing, I was actually able to be home to listen to music, but it also helped me through like a lot of difficult shit that I went through this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, bouts put everything. Yeah. Um, so, um, top of the list, and it, this is why I thought Craig was going to say thing, same thing I was going to say. Saturday Night Live. I had heard this name all over the place, and I thought it was a whole lot of hype and a whole lot of fluff, and it was like one of those, you know, judging the book by its cover type things. Mm-hmm. But then I watched her perform on Saturday Night Live along with this one and watched her perform in, a, like, a rotating room and everything like that and couldn't yeah. believe – and watched the interviews and couldn't believe the artistry that was actually there and the talent. Mm-hmm. Billy Eilish. Yeah. Holy shit, did I become a Billy Eilish fan this year. You did. Love Billy Eilish. 
Like, well, she is amazing. Yeah. Uh, other than Billie Eilish, discovered The Who, H-U, not mm-hmm. W-H, The Who, which mm-hmm. is the Mongolian band. Uh, I don't like that. They're amazing. Gunship, as I've mentioned more than once or twice. <laughs> uh, Lords of the Lost, Vintage, and um, of course, Ghost. Okay. I've been rocking the hell out of Ghost like no tomorrow. So this is like a, this is probably the biggest year for me in a long time with music mm-hmm. because I've actually had the time to listen to music. Yeah, and everything like that, and I really I, but, yeah. but Billy Eilish definitely like upon the top of the list of like new discoveries and shit. I have a ghost-related question real quick for um, Foxy and kind of Damien. Did you show him the video uh, with the acoustics and the kazoo? No, not yet. Not yet. We started watching some some of the stuff yesterday. Just last last night, I had him watch all of the chapters leading up to Cardinal Kofi. And I was so mad, though, because I was like, there's only eight? Like, what the hell? Where's the rest of this? I had him watch all the chapters leading up to Cardinal Kofi. His father's father, his father's father's father. No, no. And finding out about like the the the, the two the the, the, the the two being actually three months apart brothers. Oh, yeah. he was like, watching, Whoa! Like, facts about ghosts. You might not know. He's like yeah. watching them all. I'm just sitting here like a proud parent. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my. Uh, well, she's got to answer the question now. The, uh, oh yeah, I was just. Oh, you got a question? Yeah, I you had the ghost question. Go. You no, know, no, that was the question I was gonna say. Once oh, you see that the... video, well, you're already invested. But what kind of hooked me was that video. There's an acoustic performance of a song from the second album, um, and it's done with them playing the Ghouls playing acoustic guitar, and Papa Three at the time is singing it, and all of a sudden where there's supposed to be a synthesizer. That's not the word. That's really the word. But I mess it up all the time. In that place, there's a kazoo. In full makeup, doing the solo, and I said, "I well, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> I've come this far. I've come this far, and and that was the sell for me. It's I like bands that take the music seriously, but don't take them too themselves too yeah. seriously. AKA Phil fucking Collins. Go ahead, uh, Foxy. All right. Uh, some people I started listening to this year, like him, that list is really long. Um, I would have to say top of the list of who I've rocked the most this year, which, again, fell into his Billie Eilish moment and your Halsley moment. For me, the little girls all across the YouTube were, like, on this chick since day one was Poppy. I love Poppy. She's so weird and so robotic and her her sound of heavy metal turning into whatever the fuck it is with her like i i like i guess goth lolita type baby metal style i don't know it's <laughs> it's different it's just so different and i couldn't stop listening to her all this year it's like kind of like the black pink that i told you to yeah use. it's like it's just so different and I like I was so far behind on it because even because my damn our done our 15 year old Seth he knew who Poppy was because of NXT because of Io Shirai and Io Shirai and I'm like who's this Poppy girl (laughs) you don't know who Poppy is like well excuse the fuck out of me fine so (laughs) yeah all right now movie movie of the year for you guys now not the best movie of the year that's not what this is what movie did you just be like, yep, that's my movie? 
Of this year? Of this year or just whatever you watched this year. It doesn't even have to be a 2020 release. It could be a freaking 1984 release. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Uh-huh. My favorite year. In your favorite year. <laughs> Am I going first still? Not thinking. Oh, I'm thinking. I thought you were yeah. making fun. No, Dan. The subject to make fun of you. I'll tell you what it is. What? It's a movie that has an HD breakfast sandwich in the first ten minutes of it, and it's Birds of Prey. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I saw it twice in theaters. I bought it the day it came out on 4K. I goddamn love that movie. I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and I will fight a man. Fist fight a man. Who says otherwise? Okay. Well, I actually had to get into a fist fight about that movie, Dan, on my, <laughs> my other podcast, which I have still have no idea why I took so much heat for saying. You're very careful with your wording. I was very careful with my wording, but it still didn't stop a lot of people on the Internet from attacking me from what I said about Birds of Prey. And all I said... Damon Foxy was Birds of Prey was the number one film, um, was the number one movie. I was commenting on the fact that Margot Robbie, the aforementioned Margot Robbie, um, had Birds of Prey came out on Friday, and then she was at the Oscars on Sunday where she was nominated, and the day after, the morning after the Oscars, she was on the set of The Suicide Squad 2. So I put a post, a picture of her on the set of Suicide Squad 2 for her. I said, she had a hell of a weekend. Birds of Prey opened at number one. She's at the Oscars where she was nominated. And the very next morning, she's on a set of Suicide Squad 2, Margot Robbie, Superwoman. Right away, people are jumping on the fact that I said that Birds of Prey was number one. And I got number one movie, question mark. Well, I wouldn't call it a number one film. Well, it underperformed at the box office. Well, it sucked. Well, no other movies came out that week. Who gives a shit? It was number one. It made more money than any movie that weekend, hence it's number one. But people were arguing with me because I called the, I had the gall, the audacity, the temerity to call a number one film a number one film. So I had to fight people because of that. Um, but I didn't mean to jump on your point, Dan. Birds of Prey. No, I, I I was gonna make you bring that up anyway because it makes me laugh. But that was the my favorite yeah. movie this year. Um, my favorite movie in a in a theater. Um, <laughs> Matt said, recount the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it was number one. It's not my. He's opinion. kidding. No, no, he's kidding. You know, Matt. Matt's. Yeah, great. I do know Matt, but I, I have to tell. It's not. It's it's the fact. Yeah. It was. It, <laughs> The number it was it made more money than any movie that weekend. Hence, it was number one. It's not. It doesn't matter if it sucked. It doesn't matter if no other movies came out that week or if it underperformed. It was number one. Hey, you remember that movie Dickie Roberts, former child star with David Spade? Yeah, that movie was also number one at one point. Yeah, do you know how many how much money it made opening weekend? Like eight million or something. Four million dollars. Yeah. You know what other movie opened at four million dollars that weekend? Zero. So guess what? Dickie <laughs> Roberts was the number one film. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite movie, um, in, in, Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in the theater, and it was the, it was the only one that gripped me while I was watching it because um, it just uh, just got to me. Um, and it 
and a horror movie or thriller movie like that hasn't really got me like that in a while. That was my favorite movie in a theater, and Dan just remembered one. So go ahead, Dan, back to you. Chucky just reminded me, this is how long this year's been, and I forgot. Bill and Ted Face Music was fantastic. Oh, yeah, 2020 was at least 20 years. Oh, God, that movie was so fucking good, if not for death and the robot itself. It was fantastic. It was great. It was fun. There's a fun movie. That movie should, in all rights and purposes, that movie series should suck ass. And it doesn't, because they're good. (laughs) That movie was good. And I'll put those two, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, with my other movie, Dan, uh, Bad Boys for Life. I think that that franchise for me. I forgot that was that this year. Yes, I forgot that even came out. That's how that's how bad this year. Yeah, yeah, that's how bad. Listen, guys, I got poor crow shipped to me by my father. Everything's gonna be fine. Oh, excellent! (laughs) Excellent. Twenty twenty. Well, twenty twenty favorites. Okay. Movie. Uh, new to us because it's actually a year later. Um, we watched Jumanji two and then we watched it. Yeah, Jumanji yeah. two was just loads of fun. Jumanji yeah. two was re- just really fun, really good. Had some nice like emotional moments to it. And rediscovery of twenty twenty that I just remember how much I loved the replacements. Yeah, yeah. we watched a lot this year. We watched that like a lot. Like, I just absolutely love the replacements, like past the comedy and like that ending and everything like that. He's like the replacements. The replacements as a rediscovery and new to us, Jumanji 2. Huh. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. See, mine, like I, said, like I said earlier, mine was Dora. Not okay. gonna lie. Dora was, like, if you guys have it sounds ridiculous, and even we were like harping on the trailer yeah. before we watched but it, and we watched the trailer like this actually was the good. The Dora the Explorer movie was so much fun. Swiper, no swiping. Okay. It was so much fun. It was. I, I, that, it really was. It's tongue-in-cheek, pokes fun at itself, but it, at the end of the day, it was like a really funny, fun movie. Absolutely. So let's see what else can we go into. Um, we're not going to go into any gaming. No, fuck that shit. No, no we, we already covered who already did that. Matt said he likes to uh, remind people that John Favreau was in The Replacements. Yes, he was. I get the get the ball, get the ball, get the ball. We just quoted that before. We just quoted that before. My favorite part is them yelling and them just turning away from each other. It was over. Sit down. Okay. Okay. You know what? I want to lead that into whoever who was your favorite actor or actress of the year for you. Not even just for the year, but like y'all know what I mean. I don't have to keep. I have no idea what you mean. No, favorite actor or actress for the year? Who was your favorite for this year? Um, Not necessarily 2020, but you know. Yeah, well, this goes into, I know it's probably on your list, your favorite uh, shows that you watched this year, because it, yeah. it goes into my favorite actor. One of these shows that I, now that we had nothing but time to watch shows that people have always told me to watch, or you need to watch this, you need to watch that, it gave me the opportunity to finally sit down and watch every season just in time for their great awards cavalcade of every episode of Shit's Creek. So Dan Levy is my favorite actor uh, this year because of uh, what he and his father uh, brought to the screen every single – like, I, I can't believe it. If I had – if – I started watching when people told me to watch. I don't think I could wait a, a week at a time 
and then six months for a new season to start. So thank God I got to watch the binge watch the whole thing on Netflix right into the final season and the final episode. Uh, but Dan Levy um, really folded it in this year, and so when the entire cast won Emmys, SEMI Awards, I couldn't be happier if I were them themselves. So yeah, it was uh, it was Dan Levy. Nice. How about you, Dan? I'm gonna mention a name. <laughs> this is gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be hard to explain this without giving something away. Um, how do I say this? I uh, first of all, I'm gonna butcher his name. Uh, Craig might know mm-hmm. who he is because he was in another movie a couple of years ago. Who played a major character? He's in Aquaman. He played a certain character in the Watchmen HBO series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hey, God damn it! His first name is it Yaya Abdul Mateen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yaya. Uh huh. Uh, he is Black Mantis in Aquaman, yeah. but he mm-hmm. also plays a certain motherfucking character in Watchmen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, it's so hard to not uh, spoil. There is a line he delivers towards the end of that series that broke me. <laughs> Ozymandias. He's not Ozymandias. That's Jeremy Irons. No. Jeremy Irons plays uh, He's Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yes. Eh. Eh. No. Oh, no. 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 I personally do not like Dr. Manhattan. That's the only no, no, reason no, why no. I didn't. No, no, no. I know what you mean. No, I understand what you mean. I, I, I am agree. I get what you're saying. And with that preface, he breaks me in this show. Yeah. He goes from one of the funniest moments at one of the uh, – when you see it, you're going to think of, oh, that. And n- no, we don't see – damn it, we didn't see any dick. There's no oh, blue dingle. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, 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 a little bit. But it wasn't the 30-foot dick we saw in the movie. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> it, 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 it was proportioned. It was, a, it was a nice penis. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice uh, and, no, but, he, but, he, but he he won an Emmy for yes. his portrayal, and also the other Doctor Manhattan also won an Emmy for a Morning Show, my other favorite show of the year. Crudup. I had Dan. Yeah, Billy oh. Crudup. Yeah, so both Doctor Manhattans won an Emmy. Uh, he's just great. He's just mm-hmm. great, and like he's going to be in the he's going to be in the new Candyman. Um, that's coming out, which I'm fucking excited for. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, that used to terrify me as a child, and I'm like, oh, 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 they're bringing everybody back? Yes. And um, he's going to be – I think he's going to be in the ma- the new Matrix. Okay. Um, but I keep replaying that line in my head, and it will bre- it will break you, and it's a, it's a great moment. But uh, that man needs to be in more things. I, I want to see him in more. He's my fa- He was my favorite out of that show. Second favorite. Louis Gossett Jr. is in it, and uh, nobody beats Louis Gossett Jr. And again, I throw down the same challenge about fist fighting of anybody who has anything negative to say about Louis Gossett Jr. I will fight you for it. I didn't say I kicked your ass. I said I'll fight you for it. Yeah. Tom Ellis and Lucifer. Oh, shit. That's also going to fall into your TV show then of the year. Yeah. That's, oh, that's a two for one. Lucifer and Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Like, Without a fucking doubt. Like, absolutely great. Uh, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu's my. Keanu's my answer for, like, person. My favorite person of, like, pa- person of, like, the year, decade, life, 
<laughs> between, between, you know, Bill and Ted and then, you know, Cyberpunk and watching the replacements over and over again. It's like, Keanu's is my favorite person of this year. Close second, D.B. Oh, Woodside oh, does oh. get, D.B. Woodside was incredible in Lucifer as well. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Tom Ellis, Keanu. Well, then we'll, we'll piggyback this with the TV since Craig said his show of this year was binge watching Schitt's Creek and yours was Lucifer. Dan, what's your TV? I don't even remember. My you didn't come back to me last. Okay. Don't come back. I'll well, go I... Last month. <laughs> uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I did manage to binge watch an entire season this year of Taste the Nation on Hulu with mm-hmm. Padma Lakshmi, mm-hmm. which is uh, where she tries to define what quote unquote American food is because America is like a big melting pot of cultures. Mm-hmm. And in every episode, she focuses on the culture of one specific cuisine. So she went down with, like, for example, uh, Peruvian cuisine. Apparently, I had no fucking clue, like, the epicenter of uh, immigrated Peruvians in mm-hmm. America started in Patterson, New Jersey, which is two towns over. So wow. she was here filming for, mm-hmm. like, a month. Oh, yeah, I remember when that episode came on, and you were pissed. I was so pissed off. I could have met Padma Lakshmi. But, like, it, it was a really, really great show, again, because there's no real definition to what American cuisine is. And it, like, breaks down, like, the history and, like, the depth of culture for, like, Mexican cuisine, Native American cuisine, and how some of it, you know, I don't want to say becomes bastardized, mm-hmm. you know, but becomes bastardized in a sense with how it gets into fast food markets and restaurants and what we think it re- it is versus what it really is. Like, there's so much about it that it was, like, such a great show. So. Well, you, you mentioned – oh, I mentioned Dan Levy is my favorite actor only because I rediscovered Shit's Creek, but TV is my wheelhouse because that is my entire life. So – because of what was forced upon us, I got to not only pick up, sh- watch shows that I was told to watch and get caught up in, but Shit's Creek was one of them. Another was Killing Eve that I heard nothing but great things about, and now I thoroughly love and in- invested in. But uh, Power, um, Pennyworth, uh, I watched Snowpiercer in the movie, then I'm into the series, Afterlife, Hollywood, War of the Worlds. Uh, dead to me. Uh, the um, the floor is lava. I binge last that whole season in one night because I was so addicted <laughs> to that show. But if there's one series, and and Watchmen is 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 right up there as one of the greatest uh, television achievements ever. And how you feel about Luke Gossett, Dan, is how I feel about Regina King. Um, she gets every year. She gets better, and it's it Emmys, it's Oscars. And she's just untouchable. Regina King was in an Iron Eagle, sir. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. She was also in two two seven. I always forget about that. But the thing, but the most, but the thing that that made me watch, the thing that got me, and uh, breaking the uh, the record set by Ty- Tiger King, the best show of the year for me was Money Heist on Netflix. I cannot recommend this show enough. It's not Monkey Heist, as heard on, pre- on Preston and Steve. It was Money Heist. 
it, the, the, the highest rated show in Spanish television history. But honestly, I'm calling you by your government names, Veronica, Damien. If you want to get invested, you want to get all in on a show and that will take you somewhere and will not let you go, do not sleep on Money Heist on Netflix. I, I cannot recommend I cannot recommend it enough. Money Heist with my show over the year. I'm a TV holic, I'm a TV addict. I did a whole show about my love for TV, from puberty to adultery, okay? There's nothing in life I love more than TV except the two of you. But Money Heist for me over Tiger King was my favorite show of the year. We need to do that one man show on the internet, sir. We do. Oh, that'd be great. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, for those who don't know, Craig has done a one-man show for, got 10 years now. Yeah. Called My Life in 19 Inches, and it is, as he said before, uh, his life growing up watching television, and it is, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen, and it, it's as good as any one-man show you've ever seen. It's It's so good. Thank you, dear. It's interactive. There's there's video. It's really good. You, uh, mark my words. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to try to figure this out. That's a great show. God damn it! And you're gonna pay to see it too. <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Not YouTube. <laughs> Go ahead, Dame. <laughs> uh, oh no! I said my show, Lucifer. Lucifer. Lucifer yeah. yeah. Uh, it's and, my uh, turn. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna say Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, how many episodes are you guys in? We finished season one. I believe we're three episodes into season two. Oh, yeah, man. three episodes. I'm assuming it's been spoiled. To him. Okay. Have been spoiled I, I for the most part, stay off of Facebook all day. Never mind. Nope, okay. nope, 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 nothing. No, my problem is, is I got to find the news bits for Nerd Herders, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll, say it, I'll say it like this. It doesn't occur to me, but then you go, oh, yeah. And it's fan-fucking-tastic. That it is. It was good, sh- but past the one whole moment, focusing on characters outside of the Skywalker, uh, Darth Vader, Rebel, um, clusterfuckery saga that we've been paying attention to for the last thirty years, um, like people on the fringes, other people that were affected by the life generation long wars between the two, uh, all of that outer stuff. It was nice to see. It if um, characters affected outside of that and seeing their story and where they've come since this has all gone down and where they're going uh, without spoiling anything, Bill Burr is fucking fantastic when you find out what's going on there. Uh, it's just really – it was a good TV show. Um, I, I've, I've heard literally more than once that Mandalorian is single-handedly saving and carrying the Star Wars universe. Go, first of all, fuck yourselves. If anybody, Whoever says that, fuck yourselves. Fuck yourselves. I'm so fucking tired of this. God damn it, Damien. Try to end the show, and you're, you're going to get me on a rant right now. <laughs> yes! Go fuck yourself. Fuck you yourself if you think that. The movies were fine. You didn't like it? You want to argue about it if you want to spend your life making money on shitting on Kathleen Kennedy because you have a small penis? And you know who I'm talking about, motherfucker. Uh, that's on you. Stop ruining it for other people. The movies were fine. Sure, we could argue about some things in the movies, but let me tell you something, most users, brother. I was part of the Star Wars fan club when the best part of you ran down the crack of your mother's ass, and it was mail-in only. 
So don't fucking tell me what's better, son. Well, no. How do you know you out? Huh? How do you know which end they were at for it to run down the crack of her ass? <laughs> what? I know their parents. No, I just. Yeah. But my yeah. point. <laughs> my my. Assuming <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Well, yeah, most of them missed. I could tell by looking at their kids. Um, it could have been a chest shot for all we know. A lot of them were chest shot. They just happened. To... Anyway, um, my okay. point is. Oh, no, go, go, go. I'm just saying, The Mandalorian is fantastic. It's a great show. That's it. Stop shitting on and grandstanding and fucking gatekeeping other shit. It's a good show. It adds to the Star Wars story. The end of the sentence. And even if you've never seen a single minute of Star Wars, it's just a damn good standalone show. Yeah. Because it's a Western. It's yeah. an intergalactic Western. And I hate Westerns. Exactly. That's how you know it's good. Because Dan hates Westerns and he's watching it. We got we caught Dan in mid-caricature. He was... God, <laughs> I bet that, that pisses... Damien... Let it go. No, no, Let no, bullshit. You brought it up. <laughs> All right, last one. We're going to end this happily. End it up. End it up. We're end this happily. And another thing. <laughs> yes. Hold on a second. Wait. Matt in the chat said, fuck Firefly. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Matt, ban- Kelly just banned you from the house. Congratulations. There you go, Matt. <laughs> anyway. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. There, are, there are more... Questions, Anna, but, Anna, I don't think she's kidding. We're, okay. we're going to end it with something good. Because, okay. again, we all know what 2020 was, but it was good. That mm-hmm. being said, what is something from this year that you wanted to do again in 2021? Uh, spend more time alone. <laughs> spend more time alone. Uh, see my family for three days and then leave when they annoy me. <laughs> That's something go- okay. Uh, hey, it's a baby. So, no, I, I, w- I would like to go to New Jersey without worrying about somebody who's an anti-masker fucking idiot breathing COVID into me. There, that's it. That's all I would like. I'm a simple man with simple tastes. I just want to go to New Jersey again without having to worry about it. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, just a little addendum to this. Uh, after we start getting vaccines, not getting into that discussion, just interested in what Jethro and, and uh, Fuckface Virginia thinks about vaccines. Um <laughs> I'm going to still wear a mask while I'm traveling because some of you motherfuckers have exposed yourselves as disgusting people, and I don't want you breathing anywhere near me anymore, especially especially at wrestling shows. My answer is finished now. Anyway. All right. So uh, is there anything you did this year that you want to do again next year, Bunny? Honestly, two things, and it's going to get a little sappy for a moment. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> First one is, honestly, <laughs> via COVID and the ridiculous happenings at my job, because, yes, I've still been home since uh, Halloween. The, since Halloween, since the Thursday before Halloween, because, yes, Christmas Eve, there was another accident on my construction site that has now caused a full shutdown. Hey, wonderful. Hey, at least it wasn't COVID. But um, it's a lot in me because, you know, Especially you, Dan, because you know me, you know, longer than Craig. But Craig, you also understand because of the whole the way the business was. Because of the job, and then previously because of the wrestling, but then because of the job and the karate and everything like that, the one thing that this has gotten me is time home with my best friend 
and my family, which I haven't had a lot of since we were dating. Even then, this we yeah. never literally spent 24-7 together. And ever. this has been literally... We've never had a vacation. We've never had a honeymoon. This is... We've never done this. Yeah, we didn't have a honeymoon or anything like that. So yeah. this is this has been fantastic. So that's the first one is is this year. Yeah, and, and like, to be totally sappy, like, I'm, like, dead-ass serious. Like, COVID and being home, we have never been as good as a couple as we are right now everyone always would say you guys are a perfect couple and we love how you guys are but it's like it took work <laughs> it took a lot of work but we've never but this is like made us like we were before this we were tight but this made us like like our communication is just so much better you know and like and i said it's, like it's yeah i mean and like i said this great. has been a rough even with me being here she helped me through a lot um for those that don't know, put throwing some beans out there. I do battle anxiety that I do have medication I take every now and again, um, and I do suffer through depression. Uh, and I had a lot of breakdowns that she saw as well, because I have a tendency to also bottle up to the point where it spills over and I can no longer take it. Uh, so being home has this been an absolute blessing. So honestly, I am all for more being home. But the other blessing, and again, still within the sappy realm, was um, our decision and, and the serendipity of it that it fell into place was the decision, hey, we should bring Nerd Herders back in some manner. And in, in that same 24-hour span, Dan contacted us, hey, how would you <laughs> feel about doing Nerd Herders? And it was, like, perfect. And then the addition, of, and honestly, and the addition of Craig, and then like that, and and you know, Dan finally realizing this is not a Damien Dragon Fossey thing. This is this is Nerd Herders rebooted. Why, why are you putting words into my mouth, Damien? <laughs> no, you can't put anything else in your mouth. We're too far away. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd let him. <laughs> He's above average. You hit your tonsil. Uh, what tonsil? No, not tonsil. So, no, but like sit my tea. The, the decision. <laughs> <is> well, <laughs> the, the, a big can you got there. <laughs> oh, I'll see your teeth. I'm just happy to see you. <laughs> but um, no, the decision to bring this back because at the, the first reasoning was to get back to the nerds, to, to have everybody have something to do. And then, like, the, I'm sure we had like a nice large cross and a lot of old returners tonight that we haven't had since we came back. But again, the literal real reboot of Nerd Herders and it being not her and I anymore, but the four of us collectively as the Nerd Herders yeah. and making new friends. Uh, and, you know, Dan and I, we've known each other a couple years, but we got, like, very, very close over the last year. Like that. And Craig, like, when I used to watch you guys on Hell in the Cell and snip us out, and I used to always message Dan before you and I started, so I was like, yo, Dan, this guy's good. I was like, this guy's, like, <laughs> really good. That was crazy. Like that. And, and chime in my two cents, but again, just Becoming but friends. I, then I'd go, what life. about me? <laughs> yeah, he would do. What about me? Right, but, like, you know, having the friends that we've had, so it's like those are the two greatest blessings out of this, this entire thing. And as much as it sucks, you know, again, I lost people to COVID and other reasons. Uh, I had to battle the depression of my father going through uh, cancer on his gallbladder in another state, and my father is my only parent. 
uh, and everything like that. And that was rough to the point where I pretty much was walking a hole in the man cave all day long while he was in surgery and I was here. Um, but other than that stuff, this has been an utter blessing for her and I as a couple, us as a family, but also having this, Nerd Herders. Uh, we've been always happy doing Nerd Herders, but I think we've had the most joy out of it being rebooted. And, again, though it was a quick little app thing, it was a lot of heart behind making the picture today just so you guys knew. It's like, it's not us, it's us. And that was kind of like my Christmas gift and thank you to all of you guys. So definitely you guys. I've already you. made it my main logo that's going to replace the one I made all, uh, a couple months ago. So thank awesome. you. But, yeah, so thank you guys, honestly, for getting me through. And, again, I know I saw some of Thank you publicly and just thank you guys for helping me get through a rough emotionally and mental uh, year that nobody knew about. It literally saved me. Before we respond, I do want to add a little bit to the chat. Uh, Lawrence says, I'm sorry, Damien, about your dad. My heart and prayers out to you all. Uh, Are you not 100% good now? I'm happy to report that. He is 100% good. Oh, good. I didn't get a follow-up, but I got nervous. I was like, did I miss something? No, 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 no. He, they, they did get it all, and he is good. Uh, and it, just, it gets scary because he's essential in PA. He drives through the bus system. So he is an essential worker. Jesus Christ. But he's very good. He's very careful and everything. Uh, John says, I want more Nerdherders back on Twitch on the air to share stuff. What is always 20, 20 to 21 far be fair because Damien and Foxy are both sweeter than a teddy bear, and watching them is more enjoyable than riding a ride at the fair. Um, some stuff about a phone. <laughs> Hold on. No, no, we're, 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 we're caught up. Never mind. Um, like, I, John, now that you're here and everybody that's here, um, Rob says he tried to be there for you guys from Ohio. Uh, before you guys respond to that, I do want to say, once a month, last Wednesday, every month, Nerd Herders. We decided when we did start this back up, just to piggyback real quick on what Damien said and the timing of bringing it back and I didn't realize it was I, – I didn't realize and or I forgot because of my ADD that you mentioned that to me, Damien or Foxy, how you mentioned it. And then the next day I was like, hey, do you want to um, – we decided because the old show was just so – listen, not to toot my own horn, but weekly, weekly is hard, man. It's hard to do to, – uh, Craig, lift up the mic just a little bit. Um, it's hard to do when things are bad. It's even harder during pandemic times to try to be entertaining and, uh, you know, tap dance for everybody. Uh, but I do enjoy the feedback more than you guys know. Even if, if you're here for Damien and Foxy, I'm good with that. Uh, your interaction means more to me than you know. But we decided when we started, I was like, Let, unless something major happens that day, monthly. It won't over be overbearing for everybody. Maybe we'll increase it when we all have start moving again when when things start clearing up, whenever that is. But for right now, we're not planning too far ahead. Last month, last Wednesday every month, we will be here hurting the nerds. Well, the the one thing. Well, the the one thing that I did this year that I want to continue doing in. 2021 is just being creative this I mean you know I'm I'm the stay-at-home mom but you know a lot of people 
here stay at home mom. They think you don't do shit. And she's writing a book. With, Damn it. Well, that aside, just you know, with the boys being home with virtual learning, and I'm not always so on the go. You know, I do get to be a stay at home mom, but I also get to be creative, whether I'm writing or just creating general content. And it's been so freeing to be creative again. Like, there have been gaps of time where I didn't have a creative outlet. And just being creative again, whether it's making a video or messing around with the with reels which i just figured out how to do on instagram like it's just all these new forms of creative outlets i i definitely want to transition over into 2021 because the creativity is what's kept me going throughout all of this too other than everything else you know I, like, just a, a, let me comment real quick um those who comment negatively about people being stay-at-home mom have no idea what it's like to have i don't have kids for a reason that's never happening. That's by choice, by the way. Can you imagine? I know you guys would love it because you'd laugh at me. Can you imagine a little me running around here? Oh, God, I'd kill him. Um, but for, I think it amplified by having the pandemic happen and having your kids home and not having the school outlet or having somewhere to go made it even harder because now you're 24-7, 24-7 times two. Uh, but if, 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 if anybody here is a stay-at-home parent and thinks it's a breeze, uh, jump in front of a bus. See? For legal see, reasons, that's a joke. See, for me, it's half and half. I have more anxiety when my kids are in school yeah. because, you know, our oldest, well, our oldest being on the spectrum, I'm yeah. always sitting here waiting for a phone call. Anytime I start something, I have to get up and go to the schools, et cetera. Sure. You know, and for the when we start when COVID started and they started school at home, they didn't set up anything virtual, so it was all paper. I was physically the teacher, and it was very taxing on me. But when September hit and everything was figured out, they're left to their own independent devices. I'm called in when I'm needed. It's so much more comfortable for me to be a stay-at-home mom with them home, which I know is, you know, uh, every parent has a different you know, lifestyle, so it's different for everybody. But them being home has is what enabled me to be, be creative, you know? Because, again, if they were in school, I'm, you know, I'm up at a certain time. I'm taking one to school. I'm taking another to school. I'm coming home. I'm doing grocery shopping. I'm waiting for a phone call, and then i got to stop what I'm doing, and I pick them up and take them to this. And to, so it's like it's just been so different. And... and you know, whenever things go, quote, unquote, to the way they used to be, I just hope that I can take all this creativity into that and balance everything. Because right now it's just, this is what I needed, you know? So. And, yeah. Craig, what, what what are you taking away that was actually a good thing from this year, Craig? It's My heart. Again. More of it. Well, I'm I the, the biggest thing I took away this year was I, I made uh, two new friends. Um that I uh, already love dearly, which is uh, really hard to do. And it's, you know, when we're forced into these foxholes that most of America was forced into this year, you can get really close really fast. But, you know, with you guys, it's the, it's really the Dan Colachico touch because every person I've met through Dan has been pretty much 
the, the greatest, one of the greatest people, or the, usually the greatest people I've, I've ended up except knowing. For one. Except for the one. But I, but even then, Dan, you're batting, what, 980, 995? I'm Dick Allen numbers, baby. Yeah, you're Dick Allen numbered. Another person we lost this year that, that threw me for a loop. But but the the Dan Kalachico factor with anyone that he's ever brought into my life has turned out to be someone that has remained in my life. That's true. Because of the specialness and how good they are and what a good heart they had. And I have Dan to thank for that, for bringing me to you. But I have you guys to thank for making me uh, your friends and for you being my friends. Um, but one of the things I'm going to take from it, take that I hope to continue into 2021, is, you know, we did, we, Dan and I were already doing this, but um, I got to do uh, five performances this year over Zoom, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and, you know, we, I usually am part of a, uh, of a showcase or a, um, a variety show that we have uh, twice, a, twice a year. And we didn't get to do it, but we did it Zoom, we did it this way. And it was a blast, and people that got to log in got to see the show, and I got to do it here. I got to wear different suits. Believe it or not, I have more than one of these um, suits and try out different material of what you said, Foxy. It got creative. I had to come up with a new set because I couldn't do the same show twice and say do the same show again, even if it was a new audience. So I hope to do more. I really wouldn't need to get back in front of a live crowd, but if I have to do more Zoom shows, I'm more than happy with doing that. So that's one thing that I hope we can uh, can carry over uh, into the 2021. But that being said, uh, we need to do – all four of us need to be in the same room at the same time to do a show together in 2021. I was going to say, once we all get the shot and the clear, if we're not doing the show somewhere together, the four of us – uh, I might pop, so that needs to happen. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, John, I will work on getting phone calls. Uh, not next month. Not February. I'll figure it out. It costs money, you know. Damn it. But I mean, I am just again so stoked, like the amount of nerd herders that turned up tonight and everything like that. So I, I I'm like You're so stoked. happy. I'm looking at my numbers going, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, Dan. You're welcome. I'm By the way, on the ride with me. I, yeah, uh, we talk a lot. Um, off here. It's Dan. Uh, no, I'm, I do want to thank everybody for coming in. John, Lauren, um, Ron. Um, hold on. I'm getting down the list here. Uh, oh, Mario. Mario. Rob, Santiago, Danielle, Danielle. <laughs> uh, Matt's in here, Matt's, like, I met Matt five years ago, and we worked at a, we worked at a place together, which will be renamed Redacted, which is no longer open, uh, and it was a hellhole, and that dude has supported me, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, Damien, you talk about anxiety and depression. I was like, well, why is he supporting me? He goes, because you're my friend. Okay. I don't know. Thank you. But he's been so supportive of me, and we actually stream every Thursday together now. Uh, and this will be a chance to do the Veronica thing and plug that 
And tomorrow, every Thursday, is a little show we call an original title, Thursday Thunder. Uh, and we play random Game Pass games. And this one we've been waiting two weeks on at, because of the holidays and other things have come up. And I was kind of grow sour on it until I discovered there is an Ecto-1 um, clone in this game. And I said, well, I'm in, and it's, <laughs> and it's Burnout Paradise Remastered. So this same time tomorrow, 8 o'clock, um, Matt and I will be bringing you the original title. Yeah, Matt, Thursday Thunder, uh, Burnout Paradise. And I wouldn't appreciate if you can stop by Nerd Herder Extended Family uh, and chat and roast me and support Matt because it's funny when I get roasted and Matt's like, ha-ha, please do. I appreciate it. I don't ask for your money. I just ask for you to be entertained and also money. <laughs> all right. All right. That's all. By the that's way, all that's in some for you, friend. Just a P.S. Thank you, too, uh, for saying yes, because I missed y'all. Missed not, you, too, bud. Not you, Craig. Yeah, I, know that. I see you every week already. Yeah, I know that. And that is all we got, so... That's time for the cheap shilling plugs. Now we, uh, time to whore ourselves all out. Oh, I have to take my shirts off now. I got the pants. Y'all are lifting things. I just got to lower things. Right. Those are already out. Hey! Happy New Year. <laughs> I was talking about my pants, but go, okay. go ahead. Cheap plugs. My eyes are up here. I'm looking. <laughs> Who's cheap plugging first? You. You. Me? Lady oh, first. Okay. Okay. To everybody watching live, to everybody watching the replay, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's F O X Y F O X X Y. In the meantime, I am in the midst of writing my wrestling memoir. You can support me at patreon.com slash Foxy Foxy. And just as a little tidbit, as of January 1st, certain exclusive incentives will be free to view without joining a tier. That way you guys can all get a taste of what you might be getting in if you do join. There's also a brand new tier for $1 a month. $1? $1. Holy shit. Just so you can stay up to date with my book progress. Any news coming for podcasts or marketing that will be coming up so that it doesn't get bogged down by social media algorithms. However, if you would also like to do all of that Patreon watching, viewing, listening, because there's tons of content, and you get a little tired, go visit Coffee Over Cardio and buy some coffee. Use code 10 Foxy Foxy for 10% off of your purchase. Using that code also gets me paid, which goes towards the book. The what? Book. The book. I'm on Instagram at DFox802. YouTube at DVargus802, which has my stupid dub smashes, uh, some old wrestling matches that are on there, some that Dan would privy to that he actually loved and enjoyed and everything like that. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com uh, slash nerdherdersradio. Yeah. Nerdherders Radio, which is us. Uh, and, of course, Damien Dragon Entertainment, which will 
There's something coming up. Oh, so th- th- that ought to be jumping back up soon. Dan, I got to ask you something off air later. Remind me. Remind me. Okay. My, my interest is peaked. And, and next, next shameless show. Craigie. Uh, honestly, <laughs> Foxy should have gone last because she had the most. <laughs> and she had the best presentation, and I feel like we'll, I feel we'll like do her. We'll do her last next time. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we'll do her last. I feel like the guy has to follow the Beatles. I feel like the guy has to follow the Beatles and Ed Sullivan. It's like, ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Somebody follow that, that that act? That sucks. Yeah. It wasn't Topo Gijo. No, it, it was uh, it was Billy Crystal's character in Mister Saturday Night. But are you are you goddamn kidding me? No. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but somebody had to go last, so I guess that's our turn. Um, it's just me. It's me. It's that C R A I G. Lagans um, at Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, follow me there, and you can follow me every week on H I A C Talk Radio, where I talk wrestling. Sometime in 2021, I will regain control of the Comic Book Gurus podcast where I can talk about all the comic book goodness stuff that we lightly touch upon here on my own podcast. I'm going to go right down in there, you know, double penetration as deep deep as it goes um, when that comes back, uh, thanks to WMMRT.com. But thank you to everyone who uh, followed me this year. Thanks to this show that I didn't know before and the friends that I've made uh, because of this show and as people that are listening, uh, returning to uh, Nerd Herders, if you have been fans before, uh, we can't thank you enough. We would do it anyway because we love talking to each other, but the fact that other people love to listen to us uh, tickles us to no end. So uh, to so thank you for that. And, um, yeah, uh, Dan, take it home, man. I think I've got this down now. Okay. <laughs> I think this is the keyword. Follow me. You're already here on Twitch. So on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at DanLaw83. I'm the above average comedian. And Craig, your mind not hurt. Dan, if I hadn't told you enough this entire year or for the past 12, you my friend, or my nerd herder. And guess what, Damien? You're my nerd herder. No freaking way. Because Dan, Craig, yeah. you're my nerd herders. What? Foxy. So. You're my nerd herder. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> <Jack> queen. <laughs> you my nerd herder. And Craig Laganza, you my nerd herder. Thank you. You actually pronounced my name right. Uh, Foxy, Fox, Veronica, Vargas, uh, the cream in my coffee, uh, you, my dear lady, will always be my effing nerd herder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you next. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. This is the sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you know Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
Plus. I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the... Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.